form of a bird and that he would breathe into that bird and it would become a bird. Well, this is not talking about the dust from the earth forming into a bird with physical wings. This is talking about a man among us that will become a flyer operating like a bird. Just as a bird is a sensitive creature, a bird is one that has elegant language. A bird is one that has beautiful speech. A bird is the one when they chirp or they sing their song, it wakes us up in the morning. A bird is a sensitive creature. So it will be one among us will be made by the Messiah that will be like a bird. Well, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad said one day to the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan, don't you worry, brother, for you are like a bird flying in the air. We bear witness that as the Quran spoke of one being formed in our midst as a presence, not that just God is here, but God is in a man. We bear witness that that flyer, that bird, that sensitive creature with that elegant speech that wakes us up from the dead sleep and slumber of 400 years of slavery, suffering, and death is without a shadow of a doubt the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. He is that bird, that flyer with healing in his wings. We are blessed today, sisters and brothers, with an opportunity to be able to hear from the minister one more time. And we should want to show our love for this most beautiful and most dutiful of servants among us today. In the scripture, love in the first Corinthians is interchangeable with charity. Some translations you'll hear them talk about that charity is patient, charity is kind, Charity is long-suffering, and then in some translation, it will say love is patient, love is kind, and love is long-suffering. Charity and love are interchangeable. Jesus said, wheresoever a man's treasure is found, there his heart will be also. In John 3.16, it said, God so loveth the world, he gave. He gave his only begotten son. So the act of giving is an act of love. I want to know wherever you are, whether you are in one of the seats in the tent, whether you are in the masala at the inside of Mas Maryam, or whether you are in the gymnasium, or whether you are tuned in on your telephone or on your computer screen, wherever you are, I want to know, do you love the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan? Do you love the man? who has saved you and me. I, I, I don't, I, if it wasn't for Farrakhan, most of us wouldn't be married right now. If it wasn't for Farrakhan, most of us wouldn't be sober right now. If it wasn't for Farrakhan, we wouldn't be sane right now. Keeping it all the way real, if it wasn't for the minister, most of us wouldn't be alive right now. This man saved our life by the word that he gave to you and me. So today, wherever you are, if you are looking at us on the screen, go to NOI.org and click that donate button to show your love. I want to ask today, those of you that have love for and want to support 
the work of the minister in his mission to redeem you and I and the whole human family, how many of you today would be willing to give, donate, or sacrifice a $10,000 donation or better today? Who's willing to give a $10,000 donation or better? If that's you, raise your hand. If that's you, stand up. If that's you, we like to know who you are. We like to recognize you. Sister Lisa, Sister Lisa Farrakhan on the front row, $10,000 to support the work of the Honorable Minister. Y'all can do better than that for her. She's not rich in, in economics, but she's rich in love for her and her nation. I seen another brother in the back with a $10,000 donation. Who can do $10,000? From the family of the Rock of the South, Minister Abdul Rahman Muhammad, $10,000. Go ahead, Brother Wali. From my brother, Cedric Welch, $10,000. From my brother, Leonard Cornelius Muhammad out of Columbus, Mississippi. Oh, this is $1,000. $1,000. Thank you, brother Leonard. I, I just got a message from my, my brother, my brother Anonymous. Let me, let me pull up the PayPal and verify and see if he came through in the clutch. Hold on, let me see. Brother Anonymous just sent a donation of $10,000 to support the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, the Nation of Islam, and the work of redeeming and restoring fallen humanity. The great human beatbox. You know him. He's not afraid to show his love. Support for the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, Doug E. Fresh, $5,000. Give it up for Brother Dougie. He's right there. He's in the building. Thank you, Brother Dougie. Brother Ta Taweed Epps said, County men, he has $4,000. From Rush and Reef Concrete Coating out of Carrollton, Texas, Brother Isaiah Rashid Muhammad says he has won. No, wait a minute. $10,000. A $10,000 donation for the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Come on, you can do better than that, brothers and sisters. We're broadcasting live on Facebook. We're broadcasting live on YouTube. We're broadcasting live on Instagram. And everybody watching is not our friends. Let's show the enemy that we back the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan 1,000% and we love and support those who are willing to do it in the public. Give these soldiers another round of applause for their love, support, and commitment. Sister Dr. Sophia Shabazz, the doc from the top of the clock, along with Sister Valerie and Sister LaFonda and Sister Kiera from the Fountain Medical Association, $2,000 to help us in this work. The Student Regional MGT Captains formed a holy alliance 
to say to the world that just as it was, the women were around Jesus to support him, so they are also around the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan to support this divine man. And in concert with one another, the sister captains of, of all the regions, the regional captains have formed together and they have a $10,000 donation. $10,000. Praise be to Allah. And I'm going to say, now look, I'm going to say this to all three of y'all. I ain't going to say it no more. Birdman and Slim of Cash Money Records, $10,000 to show their love and support for the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. $10,000 from Cash Money Records. The leadership of Omega Sci-Fi fraternity, they're not afraid to show their love for the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. $5,000 from the leadership of Omega Sci-Fi. All praise is due to Allah. Sister National Captain, our beautiful Sister Naima said that if my regional sister captains are going to come together in concert, then give me the mic so I can do my solo with them in the background. And she has a $10,000 donation. Sister Naima Muhammad, the National MGT Captain, $10,000. Takbir. Takbir. All praise is due to Allah. And for those of you that don't know what takbir means, I know you've been watching movies. Takbir does, takbir does not mean blow up a bus. Takbir means glorify God. And yo, what you heard us say was Allahu Akbar, which means God is the greatest. Our brother Edrin James, out of Miami from the U, former one of the Indianapolis natives from the Colts, $2,000 to show his love. For the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Go ahead, Brother Edge. He's here. And he's here with us in the building today. We did this one already, I think. This is another one. Oh, that, no, the, the, the dot from the top of the clock said that, that, that they had another meeting. And they discussed to add a little bit more to, to what they already gave. And they came together to give another $1,000 to show their love. Who else, sisters and brothers, maybe you don't have a 10 or a 5. How many of us will be willing to step out and donate, give, or sacrifice a $1,000 donation or better? If that's you, please find one of the brothers or sisters in the Ministry of Finance with the receptacle. Give them your name, and we'd like to acknowledge you in front of the world. I see my brother in the back with his hand up. Somebody find out who that brother is. I heard somebody say $1,064. Is that the ministry class? Is that the sons and daughters of thunder over there? The ministry class of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, $1,064. There they are, flank to the right of me to your left. Thank you, brother student ministers. The great Dr. Ridgely Muhammad of Muhammad's Farm, Farm said he has a $1,000 donation. El Nita Khan, the wife of Eugene Khan, 
$2,000 from the Khan Foundation. When I announced Brother Ta Taheed Epps, y'all might know him by a different name than that. That is our great brother, Two Chains. Let's give our brother a round of applause. He's present. And, 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 and just in case you ever have listened to music before, have you ever heard some, some chop in and say, London on the tracks? Well, our brother London on the tracks is in the building with us today. He has $5,000 to show his love for the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and the work of the Nation of Islam in the resurrection, restoration, and redemption of our people. Brother Rasul, the son of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and his queen, have $2,000. And Brother Abdullah Muhammad, $1,000. We've got a, we, 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 we've got online our sister Sarajah Muhammad, click the donate button, and she has a $5,000 donation. Our sister Chantel Muhammad, Click the donate button on NOI.org, and she sent us a $5,000 donation. Come on, sisters and brothers, you can do better than that. The enemy hates the fact that we are here, hates the fact that we are supportive. Let's keep them mad like they keep us frustrated by showing our appreciation for those who support the work of this great nation and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Who else, sisters and brothers? 1,000, 1,000. And if we don't get to say your name and you don't get public recognition, know that God himself knows what you have given. And it is a blessing to give in the public, but it's even more of a blessing to give in secret. So if nobody calls your name, nobody pats you on the back, nobody claps for you, know this, that God, the Lord of the worlds, the supreme being, the creator of us all, the revealer of all truth, the sender of all prophets knows what you did, and he will bless you abundantly forgiven to help his man. We have 2,000, I don't want the cash. I mean, I do want the cash, but it's not my cash. Brother Daoud and Sister Maria of Hendersonville Nissan in Hendersonville, North Carolina, $10,000 to show their love for the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Brother Ron Muhammad from Los Angeles, $2,000. Thank you, Brother Ron. Father Flager, the great freedom fighter, is here present with us to show his love for his brother, his friend, his comrade. Father Flager, $2,000 to show his love and support for his brother, friend, and teacher. Oh, we just got a note. We got a note. 
Cash Money said, count them, put them down for another $10,000 from Baby and Slim of Cash Money Records. 10 more thousand to go with their other $10,000. $20,000 from Cash Money Records. Dr. Akili and our sister Tawana, $1,000. Thank you, Dr. Akili. Sister Pamela Blackman of Joy Management Incorporated, she clicked that donate button on NOI.org and sent us $2,000. Thank you, Sister Pamela. The daughter of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, Sister Maria Farrakhan, $5,000. Come on, you can do more. Show some love for the Farrakhan family. Thank you, Sister Maria. Sister Olivia Lynch sends up $500. This is uh, Brother Asika and Sister Donna of Memphis and family. They are online now with a $1,000 donation. Reverend Alfredi, $1,000. Aisha and Francis, 1,000. Dougie Fresh said he wants to give another $5,000. Come on, sisters and brothers. These are courageous, bold sisters and brothers that love and support the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. We just got word that that moment that we've all been waiting on has now arrived. Whatever you have to give, give whatever you can, and it is my distinct honor and privilege to bring up to the podium to take us further into the program our brother, a great student in the ministry class of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Let us receive our brother, student minister Abel Muhammad with a round of applause. Assalamu alaikum. In the name of Allah, the Benefico, the Misericordioso, in the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, I bear witness there is no God but Allah, and I bear witness that Muhammad is his messenger. I greet you, brothers and sisters, hermanos y hermanas, aquí en la mezquita, here in Mosque Mariama, wherever you may be watching us across the planet this morning, in the greeting words of peace, or this afternoon, I should say, in the greeting words of peace, which we say in the Arabic language. Assalamu alaikum. I just wanted to take a moment to thank Allah that as a Mexican born in America, that I was blessed to hear a black man with roots in the Caribbean who taught me how to love my Mexican self. He taught me how to love my Puerto Rican brothers and see them as part of myself. He taught me how to love my Haitian brothers and sisters, my Jamaican brothers and sisters, my black brothers and sisters, human beings from all over the planet. That is what I have learned as a student of the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. So I'm before you, yes, as a Mexican, proudly un Mexicano Chicano, proudly un Musulman, a Muslim, but proudly a black man from the original people of the planet Earth. Not black just because of my hair or my skin color, but black because it's the essence of the originator from which we all come. I thank Allah that today there's Muhammad in Mexico. We're saying, inshallah.
go. We're saying to Allah be the glory in the Dominican Republic in Haiti. We're coming together because of the work of one man that we're all here to hear from, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. I bear witness to his goodness, his truthfulness, and his love. May Allah bless us all. I don't want to take up any more time because I'm here for the same reason you are, to hear the man who has given us his all so that we may receive one more time from him a message for us all. So to take us further into the program, please welcome back to the rostrum, Student Minister Daniel Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum. Come on, brothers and sisters, are you enjoying your Savior's Day? All praise is due to Allah. We just brought our brothers and sisters out of Central and South America to go even deeper into Central America. Please help me to receive the student minister of the seventh region of our nation coming out of Miami, Florida, brother student minister, Patrick Muhammad. We say in Arabic, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. We say in English, in the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful. We say in Creole, in Haitian Creole, on nom d'Allah qui c'est bon Dieu, Beneficent, King of Kessensible. We say in French, on nom d'Allah, le Clément, le Miséricordieux. All praise is due to Allah. I greet you in the greeting words of peace. Assalamu alaikum. Happy Savior's Day. All praise is due to Allah. I am honored as I thank Allah who came in the person of Master Far Muhammad to whom praise is due forever. We thank him for the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, his divine risen exalted Christ, and we thank him for the divine servant among us, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. It is from the seventh region of the nation of Islam, as I bear witness, as I being a son of Haiti, coming from Haiti but born in America, coming back into America and taking the life, death life of gang banging. But I heard a man who put the spittle on my eyes and wiped my heart and told me who I am, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, and I stand today to bear witness as one of his students. All praise is due to Allah. All praise is due to Allah. Yes, the world, the nation of Islam, under the divine leadership of the Honorable Minister Farrakhan, is in Haiti, is in Trinidad, is in Barbados, all over throughout the earth. I had a relative who told me the other day, I just want to let you know, Farrakhan fait un beau travail, meaning that Farrakhan did a good job. You watching the man of God today, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, stand in front of you and doing that. As I bear witness, I want to say to all of us, what are we gaining in the nation of Islam under the life-giving teaching of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and the leadership of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan? You come into the nation of Islam and throughout the world, you come to gain coming from spiritual decadence, moral decadence, spiritual decadence, physical decadence, social decadence, economic decadence. And when you hear that man today give this one song, you will come up to gain spiritual advancement, moral advancement, mental advancement, physical advancement, social advancement, and economic advancement. Let's give praise to Allah for the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan. Assalamu alaikum.
All praise is due to Allah. Brothers and sisters, we are near that point in our program that as I introduce our next speaker, he is a great helper of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And as the pandemic shook the world and everyone was in uproar and no one knew where to go, we all were a little confused and shut in. We went inside and stayed in, inside of our doors. And as the people didn't really know what to gauge and where to go and what to do unless they heard the address of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan in the criterion, but it was this brother who taught our nation coming live from the webcast each and every Sunday. He fed us and nourished us spiritually. He kept our heads in a healthy place. So it brings me great honor to introduce a great helper of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, his national assistant, student minister, Ishmael Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. All praise is due to Allah. Where we'll say one more time, Assalamu alaikum. Today is a great day. It's a great day to celebrate not only for the nation of Islam, but for the whole humanity. And why do we say the whole of humanity? Because out of the longing and the yearning of the people, a man was born, a man predestined to come, to set justice in the earth and establish an eternal kingdom, a government of peace of which there will be no end. It's called the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of Allah, where we all can live in peace together. No more strife, no more disease, no more sorrow, no more sickness, no more conflicts, no more violence, no more strife, no more suffering, no more wars. And this is why God has come. We celebrate and give honor to Allah who came in the person of Master Fard Muhammad. Today we honor the man who made the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, who made Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali, Warathuddin Muhammad, Imam Warathuddin Muhammad, and his national representative, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. You know the students, and they lift the student, but they never tell you who made Muhammad Ali the greatest fighter that has ever been in and outside of the ring. You have Malcolm X, but they never tell you the, about the teacher that made Malcolm, Malcolm. But one man, one man's love, one man's faith in his 
teacher would not suffer that the name of Elijah Muhammad and the teachings of the honorable Elijah Muhammad would not be written out of history and we bear witness that Elijah Muhammad's teaching was right and correct yesterday, today, and tomorrow. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is by far the Honorable Elijah Muhammad's greatest student and helper. He was chosen because of his integrity, his exceptional character, his profound and incomparable love and faith in his teacher and in the God. He's labored among us for 67 years, 44 of those years absent his teacher, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. But it is Louis Farrakhan who single-handedly rebuilt the nation of Islam after its destruction by the wicked forces of the United States government. No black organization has ever regained its former glory and mass appeal after its destruction. And it is because of this man, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, let us receive him with our hearts, with our minds. Open up your ears today for the word of God coming through his divine servant, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. We say, Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Our beloved brother, our beloved friend, he's been defending us. He's been on the front lines of the liberation struggle and for justice for our people and the oppressed all over the world. We are blessed. We are blessed. We are highly favored. We are blessed to have the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan today in front of us to give to us a divine message from Allah to our people, to the world, a divine warning to the wicked, to the rulers of darkness of this world, to the spiritual wickedness in high places. This is the man that Allah God has chosen for himself. All praise is due to Allah. All praise is due to Allah for the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan.
Thank you very much, dear brothers and sisters. It's all. Yes, we love you, the Honorable Minister Louis Firecard. Thank you. time my teacher came before the nation he had a seat and a crown <laughs> I don't have the crown but I got the seat In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful. I bear witness that there is no God but He, Allah, the Originator, who originated Himself and from Himself. Gods came representing the oneness of the Creator. He willed into existence one who in the fullness of time would perfect his creation. And that one was born February 26, 1877. That man born to rule, born to master the creation born to show us the potential of each and every human being, born to come after the lost sheep, born to come to a people that were considered dead. What would he do? He would search for one to whom he could give a weighty word and give him the hardest job ever given to any human being who has lived on our planet. What kind of job is that? 
<laughs> you better choose the right man and you're gonna give him a job like that. And so he looked among us and he found among us a magnificently beautiful human being not made by this world and its educational institutions. He went only to the fourth grade of school and being a son of the soil of Georgia, he like most Georgia young men had to do his work in the field, picking cotton, doing what the master gave us to do. The weight of a dead nation and the weight of what it takes to raise somebody who is totally dead. The only thing that is not dead is that he's walking. He's talking. He's thinking. But because he was from a people robbed and spoiled, stripped of our own humanity, treated on the level of the beasts of the field. He had to raise Elijah Muhammad from a dead level to a living perpendicular and assign him a mission. Master Farad Muhammad said he, he would talk to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and ask him, why don't you accept the job? There's nobody to do it but you and me. And the messenger would just look down. The Savior said, and the messenger said, he, he, he never spoke. He, he was so deep in thought. When the Savior was talking to him, he couldn't respond what you would think in a proper manner. So Master Farad Muhammad asked him, why won't you accept? the job and get the big name. He wasn't in, interested in no big name. He knew that job was a big job. But the comforting words that he gave his student, I will be with you. He said, if you will back me, 
here am I. Send me. Elijah Muhammad, what a teacher. I'm so sorry that my brother Malcolm, who was my inspiration and my first teacher, didn't stay in the class long enough to become the master that Elijah Muhammad wanted to make him. So after 12 years, he ran into a problem. Life is always presenting the living with a problem. A problem that will make you or break you. But as Brother Ishmael has been preaching for a few weeks now, you were made to conquer whatever life presents. You did it when you were sperm. How come you think you can't do it now? Emitted into a hostile environment with the competition of a hundred million to a billion other sperms who had the same thing in mind. We got to fertilize that egg. And when you made it, and I made it, and we made it, we were ready to come forth into life and face anything that life presents. And with the mind of a conqueror and the spirit of God, anything that came our way in order to get where we are today, we had to conquer. You are a generation that is born from ancestors that came through the roughest of times, the hardest of trials, the depth of privation, our ancestors died longing for a generation that would come forth, that would not bend, would not bow, would not scratch when they don't itch, but stand tall. 
we are black people who were brought to America to be made slaves, beaten and brutalized, misused and abused. Our women were the playthings of a slave master who used your womb to bring forth more slaves. That with every slave that was nurtured as a slave, the slave master could become rich. The slave died. The woman that birthed to him died, but children were born under that cycle of pain. Children were born in that period of total degradation. Children were born. Don't you think that people who are under a burden don't know how to pray. We learned prayer the hard way because we didn't come up the smooth side of the mountain. We came up the roughest side that a mountain could provide us, but here we are, the strongest of the strong. Here we are. I want to introduce you today to the Son of Man. Happy birthday, dear Savior. Happy birthday, Savior, because the dead are rising. Happy birthday, Savior. The blind eyes are opening and the deaf ears are opening and the stopped tongue is now speaking with the voice of a man. Happy birthday, Savior. We traded in our bottle, our pipe, our smoke for a scripture that began to teach us who we are.
as women, we threw off the mind of a harlot. We threw off the mind of a woman that is only for the wicked pleasure of sick, depraved men. When we knew we were the first creation of God, his words were, accept your own and be yourself. And we started the journey. The journey of life. Oh, we had great leaders before the coming of Master Farad Muhammad, and we thank Allah so much. In looking back on our slave history, in every tribe, in every family, there was a man, there was a woman who had light in the midst of the darkness. In every tribe, under every circumstance, there was a woman who cried out for a child who would deliver us from this condition. See, there's a, a law in nature that our teacher taught us. That when you are deprived of something that is naturally your birthright, you long for it. And in that longing, the longer you are deprived of it, the stronger your desire for relief from your burden grows. The longer the period of suffering, the stronger the womb and the sperm that produces a son. So I know, I know, I, I know, I, I never could have made it without God and my teacher. I never could have made it. Ah, oh, but I'm stronger, I'm better, I'm wiser. Because I held on to my teacher. And now he's making me the master of the condition. The master of the circumstance. <laughs> and the master of the enemy. If only Malcolm could have stayed in the class. If only Ali could have stayed in the class. If only his son, Wadadim, would have attended the class. 
wouldn't have been necessary for me to be here today. But Elijah Muhammad, you can't tell me you got a great teacher and your love is shallow. You can't tell me you have a great leader and your love is fickle. You can't tell me you got a great teacher, a great prophet, and you can only hang on while the prophet is among you, but the moment the prophet is gone, vanity and envy and all these wicked characteristics manifest because each one wants a page. Poor Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. He fought the good fight. He was true to what he taught. He was the embodiment of the spirit of what he taught. And when he left, a great disciple arose, Abu Bakr. But when a great one leaves, there are always those who desire his place, but as the messenger said, they want my crown, but they don't want to pay my price. Oh, they said many terrible things about me. He wants to be the leader. He wants to be seen. He don't really love Elijah Muhammad. He's an actor. You should go to school and learn how to act like me. Because if acting is what brought me from a musician singing dirty calypso songs, <laughs> writing dirty calypso songs, trying to be better but didn't know how. That was not my calling. One day when the play I had written was playing right here at Den Dunbar High School. There were two shows, one in the morning, in the afternoon, and one in the evening, and 
The Honorable Elijah Muhammad came to the evening performance, but I didn't know it. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> oh, and did I sing, and did I dance, and did I play my violin, and oh, I did all that I knew how to do. In that world's life, some of you beautiful brothers and sisters, you got so much talent. But the one thing you don't have is a moral compass. That money becomes your master. And when money and fame become your master, Satan who has the money, Satan is master of what you want to master. He makes us an offer that we can't refuse. And we end up selling our souls. Some of you love the minister, but you can't come too close. Some of you really love the minister. But you can't talk about me in certain circles. Some of you love me, and, and I'm like a lovely song. And so, in introducing you to the Son of Man, could be an act I could have been a great one because the Satan is a great actor he teaches acting school and some of us have become good students in, in Satan's acting class we don't know how to be real we don't know how to be sincere we don't know how to be really committed to what we say we're committed to. But liars after a major liar. I was in that world. And I was good at what I did. Very good. And I used to wonder. God, why did you give me all these gifts? What's the purpose? Because if you have a gift and you find it, you want to know what is the purpose, how you should use your gift. See, and when you don't know God, but you got a gift, you don't know God, but you have something so wonderful that they want to exploit it. And I'll give you money and you play the exclusive clubs and you'll have a lot of women if that's what you like.
and you'll have a lot of men if that's what you like. Oh, I was in that kind of world. My brother Harry Belafonte was playing in Broadway, a show called Almanac. And he was chosen to play the part in a movie in Hollywood. And my brother got the part which left the part in Almanac for somebody who could sing in Calypso and dance. So I came down from Boston and uh, I tried to sing and dance, play my little quattro. And I was told, you know, I, I didn't get the part. But then they told me, well, you know, the man who can give you the part is homosexual. This is how you lose your soul. When you compromise your integrity as a human being, as a man, as a black man, and allow the enemy to have his way with you, male or female. Beautiful black talented black women. But since Satan always wanted to see you as a tart, some lovely sex creature. So he doesn't feature your voice. He features what goes along with it. And then he accentuates the negative and diminishes the value of the positive. And you sell your soul. Satan wins again. Satan wins again. You like that part in the show? Walcott was my name then or the charmer. Yeah, I, I, I would like the part. <laughs> you become a victim of your desires. That's why we have a prayer that says, you know, that if it's beside Allah, we don't want nothing that is besides him. So when they told me about the homosexual that seemed to like me, I said, tell them, if my talent is not enough for me to get the part, tell them, keep it. If you can't walk away 
from money, from fame, from money, and become a whore, then every time you commit a whoredom, your talent is diminished. Your strength as a woman or a man is diminished. You sold out. In my growing up in show business, I always had prostitutes that were They loved me. And they protected me as a 16-year-old and a 17-year-old who was budding. Old 40-year-old woman came in the club and I had on a black onyx ring and after the show, people lined up all around like they lined up out here. When I was 16, they were lined around the block And she asked me to sit and she would, you know, buy me a drink. What do you drink? Oh, I, I don't drink, but I, I'll take a ginger ale. See, when you start down that road, anything you compromise of your character it leads to a greater compromise, a greater compromise until you're nothing. If you can't turn wrong down and putting your trust in a higher power to get you what you want without selling your soul, then the enemy has robbed you because you're not connected to the giver of your gift. Now, what has that got to do with the swan song? Uh, 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 hang in there with me. Because a lot of you will be singing before the night is over. You thought you were coming to hear mine? Is that what you came out to see? Well, I'm going to sing a song for you. Because I want you to live and not die from the song you sing. Well, I, 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 were you going to retire? Retire? 
How can a, a teacher of wisdom from the God of wisdom and the messenger of wisdom retire? As ignorant as we are. No, 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 no. There's no swan song like that for me. But when I get finished, you may find a song in there for you. And I'm going to help you to sing it strong. Faircons, closing down the shop. The nation's finished. Because <laughs> yeah. well, they, they, they ain't got another fire car. Tell you something, you don't need another one. This one is sufficient. You didn't hear me. Maybe my note was too high and the resonance too deep. Because you can't replace me. If I do, they, they won't see me. They want me to sit back in my chair. Oh, sit down, brothers and sisters. We just getting started. That's good. Oh, yeah, I want to see the first row. I got a lot of things to say today because it is a swan singing. There is a swan called the trumpeter swan. That's a bad swan. <laughs> he don't wait till he's dead to sing. He's singing all the time. Let me tell you what a swan song is. But don't forget, before I finish today, you're going to hear something that's just for you. When you hear the note that God designed for you, Hold it in your mind. Because if you play that note right, you may come out of death into life again. Because God did not come for you to die. 
He came for us to live, and he came to give us life and give it to us in abundance. Now, if I lose my place, I got those who can help me. I can't give you the notes because ain't, I ain't following them no way. <laughs> when I come out, I read you. You are the notes that I want to sing. You are the people of God. And you are the ones that God came 9,000 miles for. He threatened Elijah Muhammad not to lose the form of one of the lost founds. He never wrote Elijah Muhammad Best wishes to you. He said, best wishes to you and the whole 17 million. Because the value of Elijah Muhammad to Master Fard Muhammad is how he would come after you and get you out of a dead state and make you into a god. While, while I'm on that subject, see, some of the people that are around me, they don't like to be called student minister. I'm sorry, I, I thought I would talk to the class. See? See, the problem with you and me and us, I put myself in it because God has saved me from it. But I want to help you get out of that position that you don't like being a student. See, when the, when the devil confers a degree on you, He's finished with you. How about that one? But he's finished with you that he's taught you enough that he can use you for his purpose because he's trained you well to bow down to him. I'm a student but I'm in the classroom of God, which you soon will see. I don't know what course you study, but I'm a student of God. Growing into one. I'm going to meet my father to see if he approves me for my diploma. 
I don't want to lose these points because they're so nice. Thank you, Allah, for leading me in this way. The the love of God is the key to the manifestation of who you are. All of you are great. There's not one of you here in the mosque, in the tent, in the masala, in the gymnasium, wherever you are in this building, every one of you is great. And God is so beautiful, he shares his greatness with us. That's when a jackass is born. Oh, you didn't hear me. See, if you can run fast and you're on the track team and you beat everybody running, that's a gift. But because you run fast, you ain't got there yet. Because the race of life ain't for the swift. Excuse me for saying ain't. (laughs) The race of life is not for the strong. The race of life is to the one, male or female, who can endure the process until you accomplish the goal for which God brought you out of your mother's womb and gave you life. Was that, did I miss a point? See, you, uh, you're in a classroom today that the minister is supposed to sing a swan song. And, and you've heard of the minister, you know something of the minister, and some of you know more of the minister, but you don't know me at all. Some of you that walk with me don't know me. I'm sorry, I have to tell you the truth. Some of you that belong to me don't know me. You can't know me unless you can find in the word of God. You don't know me. But I have lived long enough in the classroom of God 
with magnificent students that you admired and I admired too. But I could never follow them when they left the classroom and disrespected the teacher. Yes, it is a law walk, by the way. Now, two things I want to say about knowing me, and another thing about knowing you. Do you know I have it in my notes, but I'm not going to open my notes? Do you know I was rebellious in the classroom of God? What? Listen, anything he asked me to do, I did it. Anything he taught me, I believed and taught it and carried it into practice. But every time he wanted to tell me something about myself, I was a bad student. Because it is only when you get to know yourself that you can make a right contribution to the rise of your people. If you don't know yourself, you don't know where you are on the scale of knowledge. You're weak in your profession of faith and your works pale into insignificance because without faith you can't have works. And where there are no works, you can't say that you've got faith. Because faith without works is So if I'm a disciple of Jesus, don't me if I am his disciple that I can't raise the dead. Don't tell me if I'm a disciple of Jesus I can't make a blind man see and a deaf man hear and a dumb man speak and a lame man walk. I can do all of that and then some if I'm a real disciple of Jesus. Listen, listen, listen now. I just want you to measure yourself. I'm giving you the tools of measurement.
my dear brother Malcolm, he was God, such a wonderful teacher to me. And I will thank Allah for him all the days of my life, even though I disagreed with him when he broke from the teacher. And he wanted me to come with him. In the movie about Brother Malcolm and, and uh, four men. Yeah, one night in Miami. Yeah. Uh, what did Lewis say? I'm the Lewis. What did Lewis say? You weren't there. When Elijah, Muhammad, when Malcolm told me about my messenger's domestic life, we were at his table and, and Betty had fed us well. And he drove me to LaGuardia Airport, which was right around the corner. And he said, now, Lewis, he spoke with authority because I was his student. Now, Lewis, don't you tell anyone what I told you tonight. I said, no, sir. I'm not going to tell anyone but the messenger. Yeah. See, that was a little trial. Oh, well, you snitched. Snitch. Got a hell of a damn nerve. I snitched. Do you know what a soldier in the army of God is? You report all slackness and weakness. All wrongdoing if you're the soldier. But if you're a punk, you go along with the madness then you become a disciple of somebody else. <laughs> yeah, that's me. I'm a black man, all right. Tan, too, brother. I said that to Brother Malcolm. He's my teacher. We're sitting in the car. He's driving. He did that. Damn. I mean, what? See your reaction? I didn't say nothing wrong. 
He's telling me about my teacher. I'm going to talk to the teacher. Is this true? Not that I give a damn. I didn't come to hear gossip on my teacher. I came to hear the wisdom of God from my teacher. I want you to check my history. Other people were saying they, they were defending the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, but they, fin they defended like, now somebody that had an ax to grind with Malcolm. See, and when you're envious of your brother, you can't even correct him right. Because in your correction, is your hatred of your brother. That's the difference between me and you. I loved Malcolm. But I was not Malcolm's follower. And as long as he was with Elijah, I'm going to be with you. And when the Imam became the leader of the nation, we were at odds, he and I. You don't know my love for Wallace D. Muhammad. You don't know what the messenger said to me that made me love him. Even when he went wrong, I loved him. So when you love your brother, you talk to your brother like a brother. I criticized him, never in your earshot. I wasn't trying to make a follower of me out of you. I wanted to see my brother go right. Because whether you want to know it or not, Wallace D. Muhammad was the hope of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. I have a letter 17 pages long that Elijah Muhammad wrote to his son. I'm not going into it today, but I just want to say this to you. When you follow a divine man, do you think the road to God that it's just like you want it to be? Do you think the road to greatness is like you want it to be? Do you think the road to oneness with God is the way you want it to be? Five o'clock the next morning, Brother Malcolm called me. He said, Brother, I know you said you're going to tell the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, but I hope 
that you will wait a little while so I could get my letter off to him first. I said, well, brother, my head is so messed up after what you said. It's going to take me time to see how to write the man I loved. The man I've committed my life to about something a disaffected student had to say. Because sometimes, brothers, sisters, when you bring a complaint, the complaint says more about you that bring it than the man or woman you're complaining about. I just want you to listen to your brother today. I don't intend to talk again until I return from where I'm going. Where are you going? I'm going up yonder. Where are you going? I'm going up yonder. Where's yonder? See, you say that on dead people. I ain't dead and I ain't dying. But I'm going up yonder. When are you leaving? I'm leaving soon. Anybody ask me? When are you leaving? Anybody ask me? Tell them I'm leaving soon. Cause I'm going up yonder. I'm going up yonder. I'm going up yonder to be with my Lord. <laughs> yes! That's where I'm going. I'm having a good time, you hear me? And I'm having a good time because it's what I do when I'm not going to do it no more for a while. When I gave up my music, I was in the Borscht Circuit in New York, upstate. And I said, well, the messenger gave me 30 days to get out of music or get out of the temple. I took 30 steps. And I said, well, I can live without music, but I can't live without the truth. I want you to hold up onto those words. I cannot live without the truth and you cannot live 
with a bunch of lies that you tell or are telling or listening to. That's why Paul said, prove all things and hold fast to what is good, what is true, what is right. No lie should enter your ear without some God standing at your ear like a God standing at the door of a vault of riches. The truth is our life itself. I'm saying that to say that I should shorten it up because I ain't got all day. <laughs> but God is taking me this way and I want you to look at the swan song here. That's a lot of notes. I don't need them because I knew God was going to help me deliver this message today. I want you to hold on to those words. I can't live without the truth. You got a no good man by your side, see? You can, you can live without him. And if you got a no good woman by your side, you don't fall in love so stupid that you can't walk away when truth is not a part of your journey of life. I gave it all I had that night. I sang classics, I sang blues, I sang ballads, I sang calypso, I danced, I played jazz violin, played classical violin, I told jokes. I did it all. You know how Kobe was when he finished his, his long tour and he ran those 60 points? And what did he say? I left it all on the court. See, when you empty yourself, you move on. And so I gave up my music. And then one day at Dunbar High School, my teacher came. See, I'm picking right back up where I was. He sent for me. And when I got to the house, 4847 Southwood Lawn Avenue, in the living room, he called me. 
and there were two chairs like close to each other. Seat, brother. Now you know you're in trouble, or he got something for you. He said, "Oh, brother, I was at your performance. You have a great、uh, deal of talent, brother." But the people you were singing, and they was all crying. He said, "Don't make my people cry, brother." He said, "One day, I was teaching on the prodigal son, and the Savior came to the house for dinner, and he asked the question." How did you all enjoy Kareem's teaching? He was Elijah Kareem then. Oh, he was wonderful. There wasn't a dry eye in the temple. And then a frown came over Master Fire Muhammad's face, and he said, "Brother." Don't make my people cry, because I came to wipe away their tears. <laughs> I had a brother playing the part of a homosexual that Elijah Muhammad would clean up in the play, and as he did the switcheroo. When Elijah Muhammad came, he straightened right on up. Beautiful black sister standing by a light post. She was so pretty too, but she was playing the part of a prostitute. And he said, "Brother, when you're catching a fish, you don't leave the fish on the banks." Because it keeps flopping around, and the next thing you know, it's back in the water again. He said, "I'm trying to raise my people from that condition. So, in order to be a homosexual, even as an act, you have to think like that. In order to act like that." But it was just an act. The brother was a real man, I hope. And、uh, <laughs> and then he said, "Brother, it's hard enough trying to get our people to think better. So when you put them in a play." Having them to think like what they once were, you have them flopping around in a play, but the play sometimes looks so real. I see my beautiful brother, Fifty Cent. He's a great, great brother. 
but the life that he lived, the shots that he took, the pain that he was in as a tremendous rapper. Now the roles that they have him playing, he's always playing a part. He can play that part now. See, sometimes you play it so well, you know, killing your brother, throwing him off a roof. So, so acting is dangerous if you are not writing the script and having a person do something that lifts the spirit and mind of the people that you play in your music or your acting or your stage production for. Elijah Muhammad, all that was in his mind was raising you and me up from where the white man put us. And if we keep thinking like we thought when we were in the street, you go back to doing the same thing that you did when you were in the street. So Jesus says in the scripture, behold, the dog once clean returns to his vomit. That's what happens when you walk away from this teaching. No, 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 I got to talk to you. I'm singing a swan song. Because if you don't change, death will find you soon. You're too comfortable in iniquity. We sin like we breathe. Damn. Sin has that effect on us. We don't even have a conscience anymore to say, oh, no, I ain't going to do that. No. We sin and love it. That's why we keep going back to it. So I'm singing a swan song. Because the God that is on scene today is a God of truth and righteousness. And if you play a game with God, he will leave, leave you where you are. I want you to listen carefully. But I, I thought you was going to tell us something about the Jews. Stop. I thought you were going to tell us something about the war. I got it. Just try to be with me a little bit. Yeah. 
we're losing ourselves. Look how many deaths Brother Ishmael has been to their funeral and, 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 and gave them comforting words. I got some witnesses here. I got a big one right in front of me. We didn't have deaths in the nation. Every now and then somebody would die. And when somebody died, the whole nation was shocked. What? This, I'm not trying to be funny, but this is the truth. The way Master Fard Muhammad taught us, when we followed his teachings exactly, we didn't need medical insurance. How to eat to live was our medical insurance. We didn't go to the hospital except in an emergency. We always had a shine on our face, looking clean and beautiful. Sin of burdening your mind because it's not natural to sin. For the devil, it's natural to lie and steal and cheat. But you are not made like that. So when you and I go to acting the fool, it shows up in our skin. It shows up in our face. It shows up in our forehead. It shows up because that's not who you are. I had a beautiful granddaughter. I loved her so much. She was drinking a lot. And some of us, when we have a problem, we don't look for God. We look for the bottle, we look for the reefer, we look for sex, we look for anything that gives us momentary pleasure when solving the problem would give you ease and peace. My dear brothers and sisters, I visited my granddaughter. She was so beautiful in Arizona. I said to her, if you continue to drink when you know it is destroying you, soon Allah will turn you to that to which you turn yourself. And when you love your sin, so much 
that nothing of conscience can rise up in you to stop you from yourself, then you're tempting God to turn you to that to which you turn yourself. Surely I've turned myself to the old heroine. <laughs> Surely I've turned myself to the old reefer. Surely I've turned myself to robbing and stealing. That's a beautiful young woman over there. Surely I'm turning myself to that too. But when God gets sick of you, he'll turn you to the very thing that you turned yourself to and leave you there. Then you'll die of an overdose. The thing you turn yourself to will kill you. God is not to be played with. God is not an overcoat that you put on when it's cold outside. God is the God of truth and righteousness. He loves you. But you've got to love yourself. Listen, Elijah Muhammad said to us one day, oh, my teacher, he said, brother, if Allah left me for a fraction of a second, you would see a walking fool. Think about that. Elijah Muhammad? A walking fool? I heard Sister Ava talking about me when I was coming here. Bless you, Sister Ava. You said the minister wins all the battles and stuff. You didn't see the ones I lost, but anyway, this is okay. <laughs> see, those that I lost were in the gym. But <laughs> your inner life is what pre uh, prepares you for your outer life. See, you lose yourself in your privacy. You lose yourself when you're alone with yourself or you're alone, alone with your partners in crime. You lose yourself and then come out and act like you're better than what you are. But what you are in private is who you are.
How long have I been teaching, brother? You ready to go? Oh, I was, I was going to walk you out. <laughs> See, you came to hear me sing a swan song. I hate to disabuse you. He's tired. He's getting old. You better check this old man out. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, look, I'm sneaking up on 90. <laughs> and, and look, you're listening to your brother. Do I sound punctified and weak? <laughs> See, if I have given you strength from the strength that God gives me, why would I stay around? until I'm a vegetable and allow you to see me in a state that disgraces who I really am. So prophets, man, God sends an angel to talk to him. Are you ready to come in now? If you've done what God put you here to do, don't hang around. Death is beautiful when you've done your job. Death is heavenly when you've done your job. See, why you want to hold on to life and you ain't living it? So when God sends the angel to the prophet, hey, uh, are you uh, ready to come in now? And listen, it says, no, I have something else I would like to do. Who was the man in the Bible that wanted extra time. Hezekiah, wasn't it? So the angel went back to God and said, well, I'll give you 15 more years. Now, I've been with you 67 years. Do you know what that is? Do you know what that does to anybody that's sincere? Do you understand what love is? How many of you wake up every day and somebody's talking bad about you? How many of you 
uh, with problems that you don't get rid of. How many of you have the friendship of Jews or the hatred of Jews where you can't even say a kind word about me and you got an answer to them? It's written in the, book, in the book of John. The people got afraid to say anything good about Jesus because the Jews jumped on them. That's what they did to Nick Cannon. That's what they did to others who say they love Farrakhan. enemies of Jesus were Jews. That's not anti-Semitism. I didn't write the Bible. And there were Gentiles too. But it was the Jews who had received so much from God in the way of knowledge. And then they turned away from God and used the skill and wisdom that God gave them to trick people into sin. So now Satan has to be exposed. The liar has to be exposed. The lie must be exposed by the truth. So don't tell me, brothers or sisters, that you love Farrakhan, but you hate me for telling the truth. It don't work like that. The Holy Quran teaches us, had we wished to take a past time from before ourselves, we would have done it. Nay, we cast truth at falsehood till we knock out its brains. Brains is real. Falsehood is false. But the brain that's using falsehood is real. God wants to knock out the brains of Satan. the brains of the devil and the brains of those of us who have bowed down to Satan and have become a devil ourselves. So 
your brother, speaking now of myself, I was looking for somebody from the time I was a little boy that would stand up for black people. I wasn't faking that. I cried myself to sleep nights reading about the lynching of our brothers and sisters in the South. And though I was living in Boston and I was an Episcopalian, I asked my preachers and my Sunday school teachers, I heard that God delivered this one and that one. Is there a deliverer for us? I'm a boy, seven years old. I'm in love with God. My mom didn't tell me love God. My nature told me. Yeah, I'm going to finish my points. If you need to use the restroom, you know, you can't do it on yourself, so. <laughs> I, I, I love you all so much, man. <laughs> It's so beautiful. Here's the basic story of my life and why I'm going up yonder and what I'm going up yonder for. You ready for this? I really want the Jewish people to hear me. I really want you to understand prophets of God are not your enemies, but they are your correctors. Don't tell me that you are so arrogant that God can't send somebody to correct you. And some of you scared of people of power, but God don't give a damn about that. And he'll punish you or me if I have a mission and all of a sudden I get terrified because the people I'm sent to to warn them and correct them, they might kill me. The one thing you should know, you're going to die anyway. And some of you are dying faster than you should by the way you live. So don't be angry with me. I'm going to die too. But ain't now. It ain't now. So don't come here. Don't come here crying over Firecon. 
I ain't going to see him no more. Yeah, for a while, I'll be out of your sight. For a while. I'm going to tell you about it. The enemy don't want me to go where I'm going. And neither do the hypocrites. So there's a, a death plot. Hatched by the government to be carried out by my own people. Well, do you think that I'm afraid? Yeah, listen, listen. Why don't you walk in my shoes for a day? If the government can't frighten me and the Jews and their power can't frighten me, how the hell you think you gonna scare me with a gun? See, if you hate me that much, that you want me dead. Sing. Because it's your song now. If you want death for me, the angel of death is already on your ass. When I met Elijah Muhammad, first when I was 19, I heard that God had raised a messenger. I walked down the street and tears were in my eyes. And I asked God, God, why didn't you choose me? You know I love my people. And as fast as I thought that, I said, oh. He came in 1930. I wasn't even born. Look at my next thought. Let me go find him and offer him my life. See, this ain't no damn game that I'm playing, man. And you can't play no game with this. Because if you're playing a game, I'm singing your swan song. Now, I want you to listen to me good because I'm coming to the government of America. Just be patient because you can't walk in my shoes. He made me to walk in shoes. 
that he made for me. met Elijah Muhammad when I first came in the mosque in New York. I had to go through the FOI and my captain was a man named Yusuf Shah. Every man coming in has to say something. I had to say something. Listen to my words. Tears flowing from my eyes. I had never seen black men as beautiful as the FOI in New York and they were showering me with love from their eyes to me coming into the nation. But I said to them, I will take this word from Elijah Muhammad to every nook and every cranny in the United States of America. Did you hear what I said when I first got breath of life 68 years ago? That's a serious thing to give your life and say what you're going to do on the first day of life. Now all those of you who see me now, answer the question. Have I fulfilled my word? <laughs> Have I fulfilled my word? I've carried this word throughout America. Practically every black organization has asked me to speak for them. All the prisons that I could visit in America, I visited. I carried this word of my teacher. And one day in Boston, I was invited to speak to 500 preachers. And I preached. When the messenger heard what I said, he sent me a letter. He said, brother, for that one speech that you made to my enemies, because the black preacher at that time was the enemy of Elijah Muhammad. They're not that today. And it didn't happen in a vacuum. Yeah. 
he wrote me a letter. He said, brother, for that one speech that you made to my enemies, if you turn hypocrite on me, I will ask Allah to go and get you and bring you back. What is a hypocrite? A hypocrite is one who believes, then disbelieves, and becomes an enemy to what he once believed. A hypocrite is one who speaks out of his mouth what is not in his heart. I offered Elijah Muhammad, my life. I didn't ask for a dollar or a dime. I'm sorry, baby. I'm trying to get to mommy so she can teach you so you'll be a great woman of God. Just follow me just a little while longer. Because I really want to get you up yonder with me. Although you can't go where I'm going. But there'll be a place prepared for you. Just give me a little more time. I offered this man My songs were transformed from a nasty calypso or a stupid ballad into songs of the cause that brings about resurrection. In 1957, at Elijah Muhammad's 60th birth anniversary, I sang for him. This is the one. It's on record, you can get it. And then in 57, Brother Malcolm was writing in the Amsterdam News. And Brother Malcolm wrote a, a column. His column was the angry man, God's angry man. And Malcolm wrote, a white man's heaven is a black man's hell. And one day he asked me, Brother Lewis, where did you get that song? 
See, all of us are little thieves at times, you know. So Malcolm was testing me because he knew where I got it. But he wanted to know would I say it. I said, oh, Brother Minister, I read your column and I wrote the song. It's exactly the truth. But I sang the song. And it became an underground hit in the 60s in the movement. A white man's heaven is a black man's hell. I went into RCA Victor Studios in 1959. And my brother Thomas J went in the studio with me. His job was to watch the engineer to make sure he didn't mess up my song. I'm showing you what commitment is. If you want to know why I'm going up yonder, I earned my way. I earned my way. I sang. I wrote plays. I preached. Every gift I had, I offered it to my teacher. Can anyone in here deny that? Hell no, you can't. You don't know nobody like me. You don't know nobody like me. I'm not boasting. I'm not bragging. God made me for Elijah. So that night at the Dunbar, the next morning, he said, brother, you back there again? Yeah, I'm going to complete it. He said, brother, your talent is great, but your greatest gift is in the spiritual. I didn't know that. He said, would you give up all that music for me? I didn't even hesitate. I said, yes, sir. I said it so fast, he, he said it again. <laughs> Would you give all this music up for me? Because then he was going to teach me into the spiritual word of God that he alone knew.
that the Savior taught him. Please listen. I gave him my all. I'm not embarrassed. What did you get for it? How much money did you get? Oh, nothing. I came and sat at the table with my teacher. He said, Brother Farrakhan, I wasn't at Farrakhan then, Brother Lewis, he said, a man came and offered $750,000 for the master of your song. The master of your song. He knew who wrote it. He knew who it belonged to. He said they offered $750,000. This is back in 56. Three quarters of a million dollars. So he asked me, should I offer it to him? Oh, I said, no, sir, dear possum. He's trying to raise money to build a center. He needed money. Three quarters of a, of a million dollars on the table. Would you give me permission to offer it to him? No, sir, dear apostle. Then he asked me, why not? See, he's locating me. Man asks you a question. Once he locates you, he knows who the hell he's dealing with. I'm not going to lay something on you and you ain't fit. So I got to try you. Is three quarters of a million dollars a big enough trial? I said, no, I don't, I don't care that we sell it. I said, because somebody will give you three quarters of a million dollars just to keep the song on the shelf. And black people that I wrote the song for put the truth of your teaching in that song so that they would be quickened to life. Where's the proof of what you say, Farrakhan? My brother, Captain Sam. My brother in Miami. He was selling papers that day. And Ali was across the street. And Muhammad Ali shouted out, why are we called Negroes? Why are we deaf, dumb, and blind? Why is everybody making progress and we seem to be lagging so far behind? And The Rock, he said, hey, man, you hip, you hip to the teachings. How did he get hip to the teaching? It was a song 
made by Louis Farrakhan. I offered him my life. So he began spiritually teaching me. He put Lonnie Shabazz, doctor, on the radio representing him. And he sent for me. Brother, how did you like uh, Dr. Lonnie's uh, teaching? I said, I loved it, dear apostle. He was teaching your teaching, and I gained a lot. See, he wanted to see if I was the kind of arrogant jackass that would say, I can speak better than he. Why didn't you let me have the program? See, niggas can't hide, damn it. You can't hide. He took Dr. Lonnie Shabazz down and put up Jabril, I mean, Bernard Kushmir. And after Brother Bernard Kushmir is now known as Brother Jabril, when he started teaching, messenger called me. Uh, what, what did you think of Brother Barnard? I said, I said, it's wonderful, dear apostle. He's very knowledgeable. Anybody that know him, you know he's a very knowledgeable brother. All right. I passed those two tests. Then he sent me a letter. Brother, I was looking at you all the time. But character, I don't give a damn what you think you know. Your knowledge ain't worth a damn if you don't have character that goes along with your knowledge. not going to keep you till midnight. <laughs> and I don't see you with a pillow in your chair as the seat gets a little hard no matter how soft it is. I understand that. I sat with Fidel Castro teaching him. And we are brothers. I loved him, man. He's a great, great soldier. I'm saying all of that to say this. He put me on the radio. The first four lectures, he gave me a hint in the teaching. He gave me a, a paragraph, not a paragraph, a sentence or two, 
and then I take it from there. I send the lecture out to him, he passed it. The next week, he passed it again. The next week, he passed it again. The next week, he passed it again. He said, well, oh, brother, well, you can keep going about six months or so. And I used to say every week, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, that great preacher of freedom, justice, and equality to the black man and woman of America, we are awaiting his return to these microphones. Are you lying? No, people lie, man. Once they get that lollipop and start sucking it, that's theirs. After I did it for five, after three years, I used to write out every single word. And then I would study each word and if I could say it better by using another word, I would change that word for another one, and then I would rehearse, and then I would broadcast. And after three years, he said, brother, you don't have to do that. Get a thought in your mind. And a few scriptures and uh, stand up and let God speak through you. That's why you don't see me with notes. I don't give a damn about notes. And I studied so long and so hard, the notes are written on the inside. Listen, 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 listen. Excuse me for saying damn. and ass. <laughs> I have a little problem. <laughs> but when you're dealing with us, if you don't cuss, sometime you'll be a killer. You'll be killing somebody somewhere. Don't you know we are hard people to teach? So don't tell me I'm a coward and I quit. Hey, baby, I got 67 years on you. And guess what? One day I came. These are personal stories, but they're telling you something about why I'm going and why he's allowing me to come. He said, uh, uh, brother, I want you to tell the people that I will be back next week. <laughs> After five years, I done got the lollipop, sucked it till it's almost down. Then you gonna ask me to give you back the lollipop? 
that's a trial. Man, I came back home and I went to writing. Hearken to the voice of God. Because that's who my teacher is. And I laid it out and then he called back. Oh, uh, brother, you may continue next week. But what was he telling you? And what was he telling me? That I was so slow to accept that I had become the voice of God. Now, the biggest test that he gave me Tony Brown, the great commentator, was inviting all the black leaders to be on Education Channel. And he invited Elijah Muhammad. And Elijah Muhammad sent for me. He said, Brother, I'm not going to do that. I want you to do it. I said, me? Yes, I'm going to show you how. And he starts teaching me how never to be afraid when you represent divine revelation. My brother's sitting in front of me. I was down in New Orleans. And the preachers were cutting up, boy. And my minister said, boy, you got, you got to bring it. You got to bring it. Like I'm some singer in some nightclub and I got to bring it. When I got finished, the place was tore up. And I said to my brother, this is not a competition. A man that don't know the revelation of God, how could I compete with him? And that's why when, it, when my sister that didn't sit down or didn't want to get up, Rosa had her funeral, they invited me. All the preachers were up there, and I, I'm one of them, you know, we, trying to get along. <laughs> Just walk this journey with me. And guess what? Guess what? At her home going, I said, the preachers are listening. If any man would be my disciple, Jesus, he must first deny himself, pick up his cross, and follow me. Look at your brother. 
You can't tell me I'm not a true disciple because I gave up everything. Wait, 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 wait a minute. You ain't never picked up a cross like I picked up because I'm kicking the ass of Satan and all his minions, the Jews and their power, the government of America, the Pope of Rome, the imams of Mecca. I got my cross. Where's yours? And I not only picked up the cross, I followed closely in the footsteps of my teacher. And I'm at the end of this part. Because it's a very important part because we're going up yonder. And I want you to know where I'm going, why I'm going, and what I'm going for. Uh, they want me to drink a little water. Boy, I'm having such a good time. <laughs> so, the messenger called me for three weeks straight come out to Chicago. I want to prepare you. A student being called by the teacher? He wants to prepare me? Ooh, I was so happy. He said, now, brother, don't you be afraid of none of them because they have nothing to compare with what I've given to you. <laughs> Stand up on it. Finally, the day arrived. Me and Brother Akbar and another brother, we're downtown New York. And I uh, went out and bought a new suit. And, uh, woo! I was getting ready. <clears throat> I had laid out the messenger's teachings and I was fasting and studying and praying. Finally, the day had come. They were having like a sound check in the studio, and I had to be there at 2 o'clock. The day, 1 o'clock, I called my teacher. The apostle, yes, I'm on my way to the studio. It's... Um, it's a, um, notice the sound of my voice. <laughs> you don't talk to the boss raising your voice. I mean, you, you better show some submission here. Now look. I said, uh, it's that day where that,
air. What, what program? I say, oh, it's the program where all the black leaders have been called. And who said you was one? Oh, no, the apostle. Uh, uh, and then he hung up the phone. Let me tell you something. God taught the Honorable Elijah Muhammad how to try a person in such a way that whatever was hiding deep inside of them, they will not be able to hold it if you try them as God taught him to try. Real talk, man. Yeah, it is. It really is. It really is. I am the proof. I've lived the life. I've suffered for the cause. You can't tell me I haven't. 44 years. This mosque is here. School is here. Salam is here. Do you know the first paper that the nation had? What was it called? Final Call to Islam. I'll tell you about that in a minute. <laughs> I'm trying to help you to see where I'm going. I'm trying to help you to see what qualified me to be the one to go. Do you know when I started trying to rebuild the nation of Islam, I didn't believe Elijah Muhammad was alive. Brother Ismail is here. I guess he's here. He sat me down in a little school where he and his brother and sister and them were going to school. And he said, Brother Minister, you do believe that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad is alive don't you? I said, no, brother, I don't believe that. His face turned up a little strange. I said, son, if he's alive, he'll make me to know it. We, he's not here, so we got this work to do but I did not believe that Elijah Muhammad was alive. So I kept on working. Jabril, 
when it was time for me to go to work, found me. I had just come back from Mecca in Arabia, kissing the black stone and loving what I saw, but I was concerned. Because I said, these people look like they're worshiping this stone. The stone don't have no power. What it symbolizes is where the power is. But the way people were fighting just to kiss it, I did too. And I kissed the stone. But I knew I was kissing that which was a sign of a man that I loved. Elijah Muhammad. I sent a postcard to Brother Jabril, Brother Kushmir, and when he got that postcard, he knew he's ready. So he found me in California at a Hyatt Hotel owned by Gene Autry. I was on the 12th floor and Jabril came and I hugged him. We hadn't seen each other for a long while. He gave me a book to read about Jesus. And there was a uh, appendix to the book, which became a book. The book is titled, I thought I had it. Is it possible that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad is physically alive. He offered that to me. I said, oh, poor brother. I saw a body and it looked like my teacher. And I kissed the body on the forehead. And I said, oh, father of my life. I was hurt. He was gone. Before he was gone, he had a series of lectures from this place called the Theology of Time. And in July of 1972, he had forbidden me to come out here. I would ask him, oh, by the way, when he hung up on me, I waited a while and asked my friends that were with me, I said, well, what should I do? He said, well, why don't you just call him back and ask. So I called him back. He was having a diabetic coma, so he couldn't come to the phone. So damn well, the time for the 
thing, I wasn't there because I wasn't going nowhere until he gave me permission. Finally, he comes on the phone. When I said, dear apostle, in a sharp tone, he said, well, brother, what do you want to do? I said, I want to be with you, dear apostle. He said, well, come on then. I got on that plane and got to Chicago. He was going to do the broadcast all along. <laughs> if I was the average Negro or devil, you set me up like that. Oh, man, this is terrible. Yeah, but he had the soldiers out there. When I told him I was coming out, he had Sharif sitting by me. He wanted to make sure that it, that's where I really wanted to be. He didn't care if you messed up. He was going to fire me that night. Because, see, if you're with God, you know, hey, you, Malcolm, what happened? Fired him. Oh, well. Ooh. See, the great teacher, you can be great in your own eyes and great in the eyes of thousands of people. Elijah Muhammad don't care nothing about that. He said, if I lost the whole of New York City, it wouldn't affect me. That's my teacher. Wait. One more mistake I made where he turned it into a trial and a lesson. When I got out there to Chicago, the broadcast came on and I was by his side and I was bearing witness. Go ahead, the apostle teach. You could always hear me wherever he was teaching. You would hear me bearing witness. And after the broadcast was over, first I said, dear apostle, I'm happy to be here with you. He said, I hope so. He took his pen. He said, what is the name of this program? It's called, Is It Too Late? Is it too late? Well, the damn sure would have been too late for me if I didn't pass that test. I'm sneaking up on the song that you got to hear sung. It's your song. Because after Elijah Muhammad left, he did 44 years absent his teacher. He said then, time to take a test. And Imam Waratuddin Muhammad was the professor that gave us the test. 
and most of us failed, including me. What, what do you mean, Tess? What, what are you talking about? In order for you to get to the next level, you have to be competent at the level that you function on. So he taught us that God is a man. Don't forget that. He said that man, the son of man, came from the east like it is written and walked among us. That man that came, Master Fard Muhammad, He's the master of that wheel. I'm trying to get to it, so be patient with me. Because I'm going to call your number in a minute. No, don't pull the plug on your phone. I got your number. And I'll be dialing you in a few minutes. Look at this. messenger knew how to try us because people that are around him he has to know who we are only way he's gonna know is if he listens to what you say watches what you do and then sits you down sometime for examination that you don't even know you being examined see that's a master teacher I didn't come up under no dunce. Listen to me. Look at me. Hell, I had a master for a teacher. How? How could I go to Mecca? Listen, listen to this. My son, where's my son, Musti? Here he is. Mustafa can bear witness the head of the Islamic League, Dr. Abdullah Nasif, heard me do a marriage ceremony in the National House. And he was so impressed, he wanted to introduce me to 150 imams in America who were not thinking too well about Nation of Islam. And I said to Dr. Nasif, I said, what I would like is for you to arrange for me to come to Mecca. And meet the scholars about our teachings. He said, I'll do it. And he sent for me. Brother Leonard is here. Stand, Brother Leonard. Brother Mustafa is here. Brother Jabril is watching. I want you to listen to this. My brothers were there. There was a shake 
Zendani from Yemen. He was my first teacher that day. He came and for one hour and a half, he taught me. I took out a pad and I wrote down his questions, his responses. And after he finished, it was my turn. As Allah is my witness, I took everything that man said and with the teachings of my teacher, I went to the root of what he was saying and taught him. Listen now. The next day he came back and I came back the second day. He did the same thing and I did the same thing. On the third day, they invited the great scholar, Muhammad, Muhammad Khatib, an Egyptian scholar. His brother is the founder of a great Islamic movement. The Muslim Brotherhood, thank you. He comes, and now it's on Master Fard Muhammad and Elijah Muhammad. I wouldn't lie to you if they put a damn gun to my head. See, the truth is so powerful, but if you don't have the courage to stand up on what you believe, you'll be bowled over. But that day, my son was in the back, he told me, he was weeping because he saw his father with the scholars at Mecca. Mm, 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 mm. And when I talked about the Savior and I talked about Elijah, and defended them. And one of the things I said, now all Muslims that are here, you read the Quran. Name me one incident where Allah punished a people for their iniquity that happened again under Prophet Muhammad. I'll wait. See, I ain't going to have to wait long because it never happened. I said, we're living in America. If Moses came back, he would run away. If he saw Pharaoh, the Pharaoh I'm dealing with and Elijah Muhammad been dealing with and the black people that are torn to pieces by this devil. I defended him. 
I defended us. And after it was over, Sheikh Zindani and I were walking together to perform Asa prayers. He said, uh, brother, um, he said, well, <clears throat> we'll just have to agree to disagree. He said, I have not slept in three nights. See, a little Negro, student of Elijah Muhammad, coming to Mecca. See, you haven't seen me operating on the international scene at Al-Azhar University in Egypt. You don't know your brother. You're meeting him today probably for your first time. Excuse me for raising my voice. I just want you to see that I got one to raise and it ain't weak. I just want you to know God is with me. And if you are with me, God and the messenger are with you. Now, let me say this to Brother Leonard and my son and Jabril. There was a tape of those three meetings. Brother Jabril had it, and a fire took place, and it was lost. You weren't with me in Iraq when 750 Muslim uh, scholars came, and the war was there, and American troops were in Kuwait and they will tell you, man, I, I didn't back down from Saddam Hussein. He was calling for a holy war. I said, holy war is not for Saddam Hussein. I said it. His second in command was there. I said it. See, if... I did not go to Walmart to pick up some kahunas. God gave me strength to stand up in Mecca. God gave me strength to stand up in Iran. Any of you that have ever traveled to Iran, you know they love the Mahdi. They are sworn to die for the Mahdi, 80 million of them together. But I have witnesses. I met the supreme leader of all Shiite in the world. And I said to him, 
I represent the meth day. There were 500 ayatollahs and generals and all of that in the room. And he gave me 15 minutes to talk. And I talked about Al-Mahdi who came among us. And I said, I'm from him. I spoke to generals, the very general that they killed. He came in the room where we were, and I was talking about Matthew. I asked him a question, the general. I said, do you, do you know anything about the wheels? Unidentified flying objects? He said, we have, we have drones that uh, can equal anything that uh, the enemy, I said, I'm not talking about drones. Did you hear me? I told the generals. See, this is old Persia with a new name. And when Prophet Muhammad sent a messenger to talk to the Khosros of Persia, and told him that he was the messenger of Allah and asked the Khosros of Persia to bow. The Khosros sent, I didn't say the cockroach. I said, the Khosros sent the man to go find the messenger and kill him. And when I finished, I said to the generals, y'all can do with me what you please. Did I say it? Did I look, man, I, you got to understand what courage looks like even if you don't have it, but you got to get some before this is over. And I told my host, it cost us $110,000 out of our treasury to bring the team that we brought to Iran. Excuse me. I have an itch behind the ear. <laughs> I got the message. <laughs> Brothers, Sister, thank you. You may be seated, brother. He was with me in Iran. My son was with me in Iran. Imam Sultan was with me in Iran. Is Imam Sultan here? Where's my brother? How are you, brother Imam?
Brother Nadir was with me on the plane. I'm in first class. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I didn't go to spend their money. We spent ours. But I was nervous because I didn't want to displease Allah and my teacher. So I was in my cubicle praying and crying. Am I doing right? Am I in the right place? Is this what you want me to do? This is the kind of prayer I should have had before I got on the plane. <laughs> but now I'm on the plane and, and I'm crying and praying. And honest to God, I can't tell you, a voice spoke to me out of a cloud. But all of a sudden, thoughts came to me. The God is saying, no, you did the right thing. I'll give you the message to give to them. Notice the words. So the brothers were talking to the scholars and people over there and they wanted to get a, a, a memorandum of agreement and I busted that up I said no 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 we don't want that I have a message to deliver I asked Imam Sultan tell me the words that the prophet sent to the Khosros of Persia to the Caesar in Rome to the Negus of Abyssinia and to Egypt. And he got the words and he shared them with me. I said, thank you. When I gave them the message, really underneath the message it was saying, we are the people of the Mehdi. He has come to us. He is our guide. And when I told them of what the Mahdi said about America being number one on his list to be destroyed, the power of the Mahdi I ran it down to them. And uh, when I offered my life, they didn't bother me. I flew back to America. I beat up Arab TV. They wanted me to say, Badva, Vadbar. America. Bad bar 
Israel. Death to America. I said, that's your chance. That's not my chance. What they wanted was for me to say that because the media was telling the people Farrakhan is over in Iran. What a hell of a story that would be if I'm saying death to America in Iran. But I, gave, I said it in the name of Allah, but not in a chant. We met with the Ayatollah in the holy city of Qum. And we spoke to him again. And the Ayatollah was just, well, he cried. This is the way we roll. And I, I told my host, I said, he said, I don't believe that that man that you're talking about is the Mahdi. I said, I can understand that you're just hearing it. I said, but if a man came to me and I believe in the Mahdi, and tells me that the Mahdi is his teacher, his guide, and sent him. And you don't check him out? You don't look behind him? You don't study what he's saying? Then there's something wrong with you. You got a sickness that's stopping you because you don't believe that the Mahdi would come to some black people in America. my last 30 minutes. No, no, it's okay. Now the world is in trouble. My secretaries and others can tell you I've been wanting to deliver a message and you know what? Part of it I haven't even said. But I can say it in just five minutes. I told you all, don't take that vaccine. Wait a minute. Before the vaccine was made, I warned us in the name of Allah that this was a death plot. And before I went there, I told you of a national security memo by the former Secretary of State 
Kissinger that they had to kill or cull two to three billion people from the earth. And Gates and go and Melinda, the way to get rid of two to three billion people was to offer you a vaccine. You want to know what I think? I'm glad you came out. You have never seen such a masterful public relations effort to get us to take the jab. It got so bad, they know you love joints. So they offered you a joint for a jab. They have never talked to the medical community of our doctors, our medical practitioners about the comorbidity problem that exists in the black community. Never, never, never. Just hang with me a few more minutes. They have never come in the black community to tell us you got to watch the salt intake. You got you to watch the kind of food that is being fed to you in the black community. No. You're suffering from obesity, high blood pressure, stress. Look at you. Ain't nobody come to tell you how to get out from those comorbidity underlying problems. But a vaccine came after a pathogen that found a host in us. Now they call our doctors. Doctors write us a letter saying they love us. I'm sure you do. But it's time for the BS to end. You don't love us enough. You don't want to make no sacrifice for the good of your people. You're afraid you're going to lose a job. That's what the white man gave you when you got here. A job. Well, I better go and take the jab because I'll lose my job. You don't even think about losing your life. Do you know how long they have been working on black people in a genocidal birth control plot and plan? Look at all the devices they got 
for your sex drive. Intrauterine device. Diaphragm. Pill. These are, these are poisons interfering with your cycle. And you such a sex crazy people. Ain't nothing gonna interfere with my sex. Yeah, baby. Death is gonna interfere with your sex. Let me see, let me see you have a sex drive in that damn casket. I told you I was going to call your number. <laughs> but I'm your brother and I love you. Look. How much money do you think they give doctors now? Not to curb your diabetes. Not to curb your high blood pressure not to curb your obesity, but to encourage you to take this shot. See, the Bible ends with the wars and rumors of wars, but before that and after that, there's betrayal. You're being betrayed by those who love you but their love is not deep enough. Take the jab. Take the shot. And our wonderful president is the chief inviter to death for you. His voice got soft. Take the shot. I mean, old Biden laid it out there. Then he got mad. Y'all interfering with us. With that negative talk. They took me off of all my plot platforms. They said I was saying bad things by defending my position against inoculation. Is Brother Ben here? Brother Ben. Now, Ben got a heck of a program. A lot of people listening to Brother Ben. And Ben tells them about the minister. Is Riza Islam here? Ah, Riza. 
boy, you're lighting them up. I guess Riz is so tough out there, he's, he's on that bad nigga list. How dare you stop these people from getting a jab? The nation of Islam is on the opposite side of the government of the United States of America. And we, I went to the Alhambra to have a dinner for most of you today. Alhambra is a beautiful restaurant. The whole restaurant. Nice vegetarian dish. Those who love lamb, those who love chicken, those who don't love none of that but love good what? I mean, guess who showed up? The police. In the city administration. I heard they told them we carry guns. I don't, I don't know the truth of that. I just heard it. But we bought the restaurant out. And there is a provision for those who have religious exemption that we would have the whole place. We put down a lot of thousands of dollars so that we could eat together as brothers and sisters and I might be able to come among you and tell you I love you. And, and then, and then, I gotta get ready. My time has come. Not my time to die. Yes, sir. Thank you, but I like that yes, sir. Happy Savior's Day. <laughs> Look, okay, but we're at it now. The vaccine has divided families. Those who took it and those who don't. Then the media comes out saying, this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. And it's these people that will not be vaccinated. They are the ones that keep us from achieving herd immunity. And along came the Amish. The Amish people didn't take no shot. 
They, they caught COVID and they beat it. And they beat it and they have achieved herd immunity among themselves. Oh, I'm so glad to see you all so close to each other. Wait, you see this. I'm going to ask Allah right now, dear Allah, these are your people. They came to hear your servant. A pathogen is not too small to escape your power. I'm asking that you keep those who came this day listening for a swan song from your servant from becoming sick because of their visit. But if you do get sick, you call us. We got the therapy. Look. Thank you, Brother Rizza. Thank you, Brother Ben. Keep up the good works. Where's Brother Wesley? Where, where? Oh, there he is. Brother, that thing, they're killing us by zip code. Have you noticed our brother dynamite? All you have to do is tell them your zip code. What does that got to do with you getting some help? It zeroes in to what your community is, who you are. I got some brothers in here that take the flu shot. I never took it. But they go in a neighborhood where white folks and Jewish people get the shot. And so far, they ain't sick yet. <laughs> now, beloved, here we are at the end. We all, and in the house in Phoenix, we all caught the virus. Mother Khadija was sick on the plane. We had our mask on. But all of a sudden, she was getting sick. By the time we got to Phoenix, she was sick. We took the test. She tested positive. My daughter was there, came out there, I should say. And she knew the treatment, monoclonal antibodies. She had just finished helping her mother-in-law survive with that. So she came out. Mother Khadija got the monoclonal. 
Then I came down after all these years. I was trying to be nice. Then I got it. Everybody in the house got it. The cooks got it, so they stopped cooking. Let me get the hell out of here, man. <laughs> Next thing I knew, they had it. And guess what? We were trying out monoclonal, ivermectin, and other therapies. Only one person went in the hospital. So if you think that by our being unvaccinated, we're prone to hospital time, wrong. We have survived. I want to thank Dr. Sophia Shabazz. I want to thank Dr. Danita. I want to thank all of those who are helping us to survive. Now, we made it. I mean, Khadija took that shot. I mean, not the shot, but she got a needle to get the anti-monoclonal uh, anti antibodies in her. Then I came down with it. I got the monoclonal. But I had, you know, my pills to the side in case I didn't get over it with the monoclonal. Man, I, was, I got over it so fast, it scared me. So, <laughs> Sister Captain Naima has a book that the MGT is putting out and they give it away free but it's got all the information in it if you want to survive this you don't have to take a shot Well, now we're persona non grata. Have you got your shot? People tell you quickly, well, you can't come to this party or this gathering. You haven't been shot. All right, the last thing I'm going to say. I don't want us to get weak. Because the propaganda is so strong, it'll make you think if you don't have the shot, you did something wrong. No. Look at Kyrie e, uh, Irving. Kyrie said, respect my right of choice. 
And oh, they jumped on him. Man, we ain't gonna get no championship. <laughs> Cairo didn't sign up for no damn shot. He signed up to play basketball. He kept his body healthy. He wasn't putting dope in himself. And why would he need your poison? Now, they've taken all our leaders. Stand up, stand up and tell them. There's nothing wrong with the shot. I took it. You did? Hey, did they tell you? They said, look, once you take this shot, and you get the, the second shot, you got it made. Uh oh, wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. What is this I hear? The shot that we took is waning, losing its power to do what you told us it would do. Oh, so now you got to boost the shot. Israel got four shots and they're looking at five. I want you to look at Israel. Israel is a leader in every field. Now she got the worst record with, what's that noise? Oh, did it go off? Or oh, you put it on? Or oh, they turned it on? Oh yeah. Negroes fall asleep, you know what I mean? Give them too much knowledge, so you better put some cold air on them. Yeah, I got it. Now, lastly, I knew God was going to do something with the weather, but I didn't know what. And I knew there was something else he wanted to do that he wanted me to pay attention to. And that was the war was going to break out. Oh. So have you been reading the news? Russia struck. Ukraine. What does that mean? It means the war to end all wars has started. Listen carefully. This is the end of what I wanted to say to you today. Love truth. Everything that you look at that was created by Allah is truth. 
fight for truth. Do you know how the war of Armageddon starts? It starts with a messenger of God teaching people the truth. Then people fall on either side. If you disbelieve the truth, then you continue in your way. <clears throat> Bad. The liars are so thick that you can tell the truth and the truth don't seem to move the lie. Do you know why? Because the forces that uphold the lie are upholding the lie with their power. So the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, my teacher said, that means they have to be physically removed. Now it's about to happen. Everywhere on the earth, people are crying out for justice. Everywhere on the earth, it's getting rough for those in leadership. So in my belated confusion, no, in my belated conclusion, <laughs> the war is on. This is not the real war. But it's showing you that Russia don't care nothing about what America say. They're treating President Biden with all the power of America like a weakling. Well, we're going to sanction this and sanction that and sanction this and sanction that and then But I ain't going to send no troops over there. Well, how are you going to enforce anything if you don't have your enforcers there? Well, no, 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 no. See, <clears throat> that's not our war. You remember Woodrow Wilson? He wanted to keep America out of World War I. And didn't he promise didn't he promise? Where did we end up? In World War I. So he's talking. He said, no, no. No, we're not going there. No, no. See, he's not a, he's not a part of NATO. But NATO is encroaching on Russia. So don't you think that if they take the Ukraine it's going to stop there. It's going to get harder and heavier. Europe, the messenger wrote. Let me read what he said about Russia.
Can I read this to you? I have the key to your salvation, Elijah Muhammad talking, and I have the key to your hell. I can, if you will let me, pull you out of hell and set you into heaven. Then I can keep you in heaven or I can keep pushing you and push you into the punishment of hell until you acknowledge that there is no God but Allah who came in the person of Master Farad Muhammad to whom praises are due forever and that Elijah Muhammad is his servant. See, there's no escape for you today. Now I want to sing a swan song for you. The final call paper that was started by Elijah Muhammad stopped after a few editions. The minister was told by Elijah Muhammad one day, listen to the wise way the teacher talks to a student. He said, brother, if there was any symbol that I could use that represents my work, my mission, it is a trumpet. Then he stopped and he was talking at the table and then he turned back to me. He said, oh, and have the trumpet coming out of the corner of the page. Then he tells me, <clears throat> go like you see me go and do like you see me do. So when I started trying to rebuild the nation, we needed a paper. Some of my opponents that thought they were the ones, they wanted to set up Muhammad Speaks, but Muhammad Speaks didn't come first. So I started like he started. Go like you see me go. Now here comes the final call. Where's the trumpet? Coming out of the corner of the page. Well, now, I'm called the publisher, yes. You know. Some say he's the founder. No, I'm not the founder. I'll accept publisher. But the founder of the paper is Elijah Muhammad. Now look, you see this. That final call has been telling it. And I got to say, Brother Ishmael have been preaching it. Now, when I go, see, you don't need to be afraid. I go, man, when the minister go. See, don't, don't give me the false love story. Oh, 
stay where you are. You don't need to run. Ishmael has a burden on him. He got to beat history. Because his brother gave us our first examination. And we failed it. He's in that position now as the face of the teachings. And he loves Elijah Muhammad. <laughs> Elijah Muhammad is his physical and spiritual father. He loves Master Fard Muhammad. And he loves me. But you're always tested in your love. When the teacher goes away. You know how you can tell I love Elijah? Because for 44 years in his absence, I stood on his word. People told me, you're a leader in your own right. You don't need to wear the baggage of Elijah. I wouldn't have no truth to tell if I didn't have Elijah. Find me another student of a great teacher who worked on behalf of that teacher for 44 years, lifting his name. Find it. I'll wait. No, no, no. Ain't, ain't no sense in me waiting. I know you can't find it. So wait a minute. If absence is what makes the heart grow fonder, and my teacher been gone for 47 or more years, from 1975, and Farrakhan is not representing me till recently. What? What happened? My teacher told me once, brother, don't worry about where you are in the scriptures. Make my great commission known and I'll represent you to the people. What is his great commission? You ready? He told me, do you know what it means? Jesus fasted in the wilderness for 40 days? I said, no, sir. He said it means that he was forbidden to make a convert 
to himself until after 40 years. I mentioned this to the messenger one day. <clears throat> he said, yes, brother, I was forbidden. You know me as the messenger. But when the messenger said, why don't you accept the assignment and get the big name? There ain't but two big names there now. That's Mahdi and Massey, Messiah. You've been looking for Jesus. Nobody talks about Jesus like Farrakhan talks about Jesus. Nobody, 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 nobody. I talk about Jesus because I know Jesus, I follow Jesus, I love Jesus, and I suffer from the same scribes, Pharisees, and Pharisees and Sadducees and the Jews that Jesus suffered from. So you mean Elijah Muhammad is the Messiah? Yes. He's the great Messiah. Hold on, hold on now. I'm sneaking up on something. See, the reason I told you all earlier I love everything my teacher said, but when he told me about myself, I doubted because I never thought that much about me. And he used to say this word to me. I saw a man climbing up a mountain late in the evening carrying a heavy load. And he asked, when will my help come? And he kept climbing the mountain. And when he reached the top of the mountain, listen to his words, Hosanna, Hosanna, my help is come. And the angels came and bore him away over the dashing foam. And he would say that word to me about three times. I didn't, why do you keep saying that one to me? He called me from New York. I want you to come out, brother. Yes, sir, dear apostle. And I came and he said, brother, my head pains me at night and sometime I feel like I'm going to have a stroke. I called you out here to give you some of my burden. Student Farrakhan has his hands folded at the desk listening to the teacher and that's all he said. You can go back to New York now, brother. <laughs> a 
See, that's how you teach a dummy. <laughs> you got to lay it on him in a way that he won't know what it is, but he'll think about it. Now I pick up the Holy Quran, and I've read it many times. I'm into chapter 20. Taha. And Moses is praying. Listen to his prayer. My Lord, expand my breast for me and ease my affair for me. And loose the knot from my tongue that they may understand my word. And give to me an aider from my family, Aaron, my brother. Add to my strength by him and make him share my task so that we may glorify thee much and remember thee. Surely thou art ever seeing us. And he said, Allah talking, Thou art indeed granted your petition, O Moses. The Son of Man is a man born out of the longing of the people. He had a mother. Her mother was named Marie. She brought Elijah into the world. He was strange. He was different. He was the seventh child of about 12, I think. And when the Savior was with him, he said, uh, I want to give you a big name. And he said, I I'd like to keep Elijah. And the Savior said, yes, brother, you can keep that name. This is, this is the God and a servant talking. And he's calling him brother. And then Moses is given a brother. They said, uh, your brother Aaron is on his way to you. So in February 1975, 1954, he said, I've been trying for 22 years to get this word into the heart of our people. I think I'm going to ask Allah to give me a little helper. And in the next year, 1955, I came through the doors like some of you came through the doors today. His subject was, a savior is born for the black man and woman of America. I was seated in the balcony Brother Malcolm told the messenger 
is a young man coming out of Boston. He's very popular in Boston. He's a musician, an entertainer. So Malcolm was told, and Yusuf Shah was told, to sit near that pole and you put this Boston singer near Joseph Shah. And when I see Shah, I'll see him. Yusuf Shah Jr., would you stand up, please? Your father was my protector. He is the one that sat by the pole in Muhammad's temple, and they seated me, 5335 South Greenwood Avenue, where the messenger could look up and see me. And the messenger started talking. But being a student of English, I was critical. I said, oh, this man can't speak well. And then he looked up in the balcony. He said, brother, and I went backwards, you know. <laughs> he said, I didn't get that mighty fine education that you got. When I got to the school door, it was closing. But don't you pay no attention to how I'm saying it. You pay attention to what I'm saying, then you take it and put it in that mighty fine language that you know. Now you're here hearing me, but who are you really hearing? See? Look at this. Elijah Muhammad is the great Messiah. He's the Jesus. And his teacher came as the mighty one under the name Jesus too. But Muhammad is their name. Well, don't get confused. Oh, I, but I believe in Jesus. And you say, well, I believe in Muhammad. Well, who's Jesus? Well, well, Jesus is Muhammad. And Muhammad means one worthy of praise. Oh, well, that's the name of Muhammad. One worthy of praise. Jesus is worthy of praise. Elijah Muhammad certainly is worthy of praise. But look at the Quran. The Quran says, I gave Moses... 30 nights and I strengthened him with 10 more and during that last 10 years he had me doing his broadcast I became his first and only national representative now look I didn't say spokesperson. 
Brother Malcolm was his spokesperson. But Farrakhan is his representative. There's a difference. He made me into himself. Now, wait, 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 wait. I want you to go back to your Quran, all of you, and go back to your, your Bible scholarship. He says in the Quran, after the 40 nights, he says to Aaron, take my place among the people and act well and follow not the way of the mischief makers. Here I am. Look, man. Wait. If you want to see Elijah, look at your brother. Yeah, he's in me. I wouldn't know one thing to say if he didn't say it first to me. So I am a Messiah too because I'm an extension of the great Messiah, Elijah Muhammad. So, when I've been talking to you, he's talking. When I've been walking with you, he's walking. Because everything I taught you is from him. And everything we've done in his name was because of him. So Philip said, Jesus, when are I going to see the master? And Jesus said, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, Jesus said, have I been among you this long? And you have not seen him when you see me? You see the father because I'm in the father. And the Father is in me. Me and my Father are one. Now, last point, last point. Ooh, thank you for your patience. And dear Allah, thank you for giving me the words to say. messenger of God I believed he was dead but I started to work and I finally read brother Jabril's writings 
Or could it, is it possible that Donald Elijah Muhammad could be physically alive? And all the things that he told me could never be if he were dead. Listen to his words. Brother, when you see me again, the power that you will see me exercising, if I did not tell you that I was not God, you would be found worshiping at my feet. When I discovered in December of 1980 that what Brother Jabril wrote is the truth, and I was convinced and convicted that my teacher was alive, even though I saw a body. White man is no master of cloning. Brothers, sisters, look. Once I believed he was alive, we had our first Savior's Day in 1981. You remember? And I told Jabril, I said, Jabril, I'm going to announce to the world that Elijah Muhammad is not dead. He's alive. He avoided a death plot. And the angels came and got him. And he's on that wheel with his teacher. Wait, I want you to listen. This is the end. And you got to hang in there now because it's the end. Gird up your loins because this is the end. Hold on tight. This is the end. 1981. I think it was the 22nd of February. I said, Elijah Muhammad is alive. I said, I am that Peter that you read about. And the scripture says, before the cock crows once, you are going to deny me thrice. I followed Imam Warath the dean I loved him. I didn't love what he did. Things that he did that I agreed with, I agreed with and I told him. He said, well, teach what you agree with. I said, if I teach what I agree with, what I don't agree with will come out. And the people will be more confused than they are now. So I think I'll try to go back into show business and make a living for my family. I was about to give up on the word of God on the mission 
And Brother Jabril came. Always love that brother. Always thank Allah for that brother. Because when I read his book, I was convinced. And if you really want to be convinced, get that book by Jabril. Is the Honorable Elijah Muhammad physically alive? Listen to what I did. I stood up. I said, he's alive. Whew. Lou Myers, the great lawyer. You remember Lou? He's my brother. He was my friend. And he came to my home on Damon, and we went up to Pepe's. What are you laughing for? That's our place where we get tacos and whatnot. And Lou said to me, God, why would you say something like that? He said, people think you're crazy. And a lot of the nationalists that helped me became angry with me because they thought that I was lying. I was making a statement of my faith. Elijah Muhammad is alive. We have a tomb back there that came from Egypt, a beautiful tomb. He ain't in it. I don't know who is for. But I know he ain't in it. Ooh, what a beautiful tomb that is, too. Came all the way from Egypt. And on it is Al... Uh, al no, not Al-Fatiha. Say he, Allah, is one. Al-Ikla. Right? Well, now I said it. People tear me to pieces. See, faith makes you do things that get you in trouble with your friends. But I wasn't thinking about my friends, I was thinking about my teacher. He's alive. Now I got to go on the mountaintop and tell it. And guess what? I put something to the family, the Muhammad family. I said, look, if we exhume the body, we have Dr. Salam, and there's a dentist in Mexico that worked on his teeth and let the both of them bring their records and let us take the one that's in the casket. And if that is Elijah, I'll stop preaching and you'll never hear from me again. And so some of you want me to stop, but you didn't take the challenge.
Wait, wait, wait. I've offered you my life. White people want me dead. Black people, some of them want me dead too. And I offered my life. Prove what I'm saying that is false. So now I found out what I got to do to get to him. And what is that? When I finish this lecture, which will be in a few minutes, well, might be. <laughs> no, it won't, it, it won't be long. Just think about what I went through. saying a man is alive and there's a death certificate. Saying a man is alive and offering, come on, well, family, if you don't want me to talk like this, let's, the dentist, Dr. Salam, would have gladly done it. The doctor in, in, Me uh, in Mexico would have done it. Let's prove it once and for all. And I'll shut up. Look at the shut up. Look what happened if I shut up. We wouldn't be here. If I shut up, and his moss back. If I shut up, wait a minute. If I shut up, the world would not be affected by him as they are today. If I shut up. So you didn't let me shut up. And now some of you may want to shut me up. Be careful, be careful, be careful. Because this may be your swan song. Oh yeah, wait now. Elijah Muhammad says, after the war and unto the end of the war desolations are determined oh, I'm almost there I'm almost there look 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 there's a scripture in the Bible in the book of Daniel I think it's the ninth chapter where the Messiah is cut off. If Elijah Muhammad is the Messiah, there's a time that was set in a death plot against him. This is real talk, man. What does the cutoff mean? The messenger told me one day, do you know what it means? The abomination that bringeth desolation. Do you know what that is? I said, no, sir. 
See, I don't fake it, man. I don't know. And I was one of these I don't know students so I could be taught. But if you're trying to show how smart you are, you show how stupid you are. So I said, no, I don't know. He said, it's hatred, brother. That's the abomination that bringeth desolation. Imam Muhammad told the Honorable Elijah Muhammad in 1967, I ain't never believed that that man in that picture was God. Every time he got put out, it was because he said he didn't believe in Master Fahd Muhammad. Okay. Just before Savior's Day, at the table, the messenger said to Wallace, I'm going to give you a Savior's Day gift. The believers didn't know Wallace. They didn't know him. We who have been in the nation a while, we knew Wallace. We knew his great spiritual qualities. He was a great teacher. But he wasn't going to teach his father's teaching. Because that to him was dark. And so, on Savior's Day, my beloved brother Captain, on Savior's Day, 1975, I had been in a little tiff with Wallace D. Muhammad. The messenger took me from back there in the back row and brought me up front in front of all of you that were here and then told me I was sitting in the front seat over there he said he pointed to his seat do you know that's in the scripture that's what he did for Solomon he sat him in his seat. There were a lot of contenders for David's throne. He sat me in that chair. And when he sat me in that chair, let me tell you something. I could feel the daggers. You know how old I was in the nation? 17. Do you know how old I was when I went to Mecca and defeated the scholars? I was in the nation 12 years. When did Jesus come before the scholars? He was 12 years old. See? No, 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 no. I'm trying to tell you something. You're looking for Jesus. And he's hiding in plain sight. 
You don't know him. I am the little Jesus that walked among you, did miracles among you. The Million Man March was a miracle. Look at the multitudes that came out to see and hear Farrakhan. And all the while that they came to see and hear Farrakhan, what were the Jewish people thinking about me? That's right in your scriptures. All you have to do is take Jesus from yesterday and put him in today where he properly belongs. Jesus of yesterday was a prophet, not the Messiah. The Messiah is the end of the world of Satan. So, God, I've done Jesus' work among you. I don't, I don't talk about myself like I'm somebody great. You remember Huey Newton? I went to visit him and I took some of the believers, the minister from Los Angeles and the captain from Los Angeles and others, we all went to see Huey. When we got to Huey's apartment, his man came to the door and he said, well, you can't come in unless you submit to a search. Well, that was no problem with me. We search everybody. So if my brother is valued in the sight of those who love him, I don't mind you searching me. I'm not carrying anything to hurt my brother. So I submitted to the search. Woo! Did my brothers eat my flesh? The messenger called me out to Chicago. And he's whipping me. And he has my brothers right there watching the whipping. Here you are. My national representative. I put you in a million dollar house. And you go to this new agenda and get down on your knees. I'm making you like the Pope. Listen, listen, listen. The Pope don't accept questions like he's some common, ordinary man. Pope come out and give you the encyclical, give you what he got to say, and move on. If you got a question, you got to see the Pope. He said, I'm making you like the Pope. Listen, listen. 
And there you are bending your knees and bowing down to a neuter gender. Neuter means somebody that don't know who he is. He ain't this or that. And then after he beats me some more, he said, here you are, second only to myself, bowing down. And he whipped me some more. He said, you fell off the log, brother. And when you're on a log and you fall off, you can't get up by yourself. You need help to get back up. Look at your leader. I'm, you second only to me. They asked me to come to the White House. And I wrote them a letter and told them that I live at 4847 Woodlawn Avenue. Do you want to come and see, want me to, to see me, you come to where I live. I'm not going to no White House. So he's trying to tell me, don't bow down to this world. I'm making you greater than all of them. I took the whipping and came out stronger, came out better. I never had a negative thought about my teacher. So what am I facing now? I'm facing crucifixion. Because if I say, I'm a little Jesus. See, the big one, he's with the Savior on the wheel. You can't get to him. I'm his representative. You can get to me. So I told my Omega brothers, my Omega brother here, Brother Marion, are you here? But I got, I got a lot of wonderful Omega brothers. They gave me the purple robe of the founder of Omega Sci-Fi. They draped me with a robe. And a Jewish rabbi came to my hotel room in New York, Harry Belafonte sitting there with me. And he brought me a gift, a gift of a chalice on a silver plate calling me the Messiah. When I first read it, I said, oh man, he's, off. This ain't for me. That's for my teacher. I was so far away from seeing myself. But the messenger says, when you find out who you are, you're going to have to struggle to hold yourself down. I know now who I am. I know 
that I'm about to be taken. I know that. The war that Putin started in Ukraine is going to spread. And America is going to be drawn into a war in Europe. Listen to your brother. He taught me this. He said, once he's drawn into the war, he didn't tell me this part, but when America was drawn into the war with Japan, President Roosevelt wrote an executive order to get the Honorable Elijah Muhammad off the streets and the FBI arrested him and imprisoned him. When America is drawn into this war, I'm too old for the draft, brother. I'm, I'll be 90 by that time. And uh, they're going to send this uh, executive order. And they're going to come to arrest me. Don't worry. Jesus kept telling the disciples, don't. These things are going to happen, but don't let your hearts be troubled. This is what is written. I have to fulfill what is written. They're not going to treat me kindly. They're not supposed to take my life. Because a deal was made. It's in the Bible. It's in the Quran. Remember Job? God and the devil were talking. Now you wouldn't think that God and the devil have a talk. But hell, if Putin and Biden and Putin and Putin and Putin and Putin can talk, you know God and Satan converse. And the conversation is written in the scripture. God says to Satan, or rather Satan says to God, because you have found me erring and you cause me to remain disappointed. Here's what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to come at them in your straight path. I'll come to them from before them, from behind them, from their left side, from their right side, and I'm going to make them all deviate. Now look, nation of Islam, some of you are already deviating. Somebody come with a plot. Somebody come with a plan. There's some money attached to it. Always something. 
that attracts your fancy. Oh, the first thing came out with uh, Biden and there was a aid to those who were suffering, business people and whatnot. And I saw all these Muslims. Uh, I'm a businessman. Let me get some of that money. Did I ring your bell? Did I touch your number? And some of you lying straight up. How the hell can you be identified with me? And you a liar. You make your bones in my name. You didn't have no name. You use my name. I made the name Farrakhan a great name because I followed God who named me. Now you're going to take your name that you got from me. The word that I taught you that made you loved in your com community. You got that from me. Now you, you've become a little whore. To go out and lie. You think the devil ain't going to bring that to me? He's going to use that to disgrace you, but it's me that he wants. He don't want you. He wants you to do more evil because he got you. And just when you think it's safe, he's going to come out with your name attached to my good name. Hey, do, do you know so-and-so? Oh, yeah. That's one of, one of my uh, grandsons or one of my family members. Oh, really? He's a criminal. How are you going to be with me? And you're so hungry for money that you allow yourself to become a victim you can't be victimized by con men if you don't want something for nothing. You can't get something for nothing. The devil will offer you something and what you've offered him is everything. You offered him your soul. Thank God for David. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. So Jesus said, come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden. If you follow what I tell you, 
You're not going to be mixed up in no foolishness. But if you follow your desires, some of you right now are trying to rip off part of the followers with your understanding of what you think is Islam. Don't, 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 don't play with God. Because these people are sacred. And if you think you can use them to feather your pot and make you rich, but you're a liar, Allah will kill you. So I'm singing a song for you. That this is your song. The song of death is a song for you to sing. Because the chastisement of Allah comes after you don't see me no more. But it's not permanent. Do you know when I said Elijah was alive, I got a little perturbed with God. I said, here I am, I'm out on the point. I'm saying, he was alive, and you got all these people around here dreaming about Elijah, seeing Elijah. I said, I ain't getting nothing. <laughs> so I'm fussing a little with God. And he don't pay me no attention, though. But one day, on the 17th of September in a little village in Mexico called Tempostlan. The wheel came down. I climbed a mountain that I usually go when I'm in Mexico. And Jabril was next to me. And uh, from the wheel, they said, not him, just you. So Jabril had to stand back. I moved forward. And a light came out of that wheel. It was so strong. And they said, just relax. And the wheel took me up from the top of that mountain. It was, the wheel was off to the side and took me into the wheel. I was sitting next to the pilot, but I couldn't see him. And he took off at a terrific speed and I knew where he was going and I was terrified. Because to see an object in the sky that's a half a mile down, a half a mile up, a half a mile wide. It was like being invited to a city that's 40 miles up above the earth. And there I was on that wheel. I was frightened. Because God, I, I had taken on a wife or two. 
Did you hear me? What? Yeah. He said, do like you see me do. Go like you see me go. But when I got up on the wheel, I'm nervous. And so the first thing I asked, I heard Elijah Muhammad's voice. I never saw him. I asked him about my taking wives. And he acted like he was disgusted with me. I didn't bring you up here to discuss that with you. It's only a sign of what you will have on the other side of your next visit to me. That don't make me happy. Because women in your life is a trial. Women in your life becomes your biggest test. The Holy Quran says one is better for you if you but knew. But you get more than one and you'll find out why one is better. No, no, no. There's a time and a place for everything. But women are not to be played with. So those of you who study study guide 18, I have a warning in there in red. Don't do that. That's not for you. Well, is it for you? Yes. See, how, how can you tell that Allah is not displeased with me? Because he never left me. I'm successful in whatever I do. He hasn't turned away from me. But I thank Allah for those sisters. Because each of them has been my teacher. How are you going to deal with women if you don't know them? 75% of the messenger's work is with women. He didn't call you out to put you over his class. Ask about me in my class. Ask about me in my class. Sister Naima, the head of the class, and all the rest of them can tell you, I have never, ever been fresh or smart or scheming with any of the sisters in the class except those that were for me. 
And if you win one of them, it ain't your fault. But I don't need no more. For sure. I don't like that life. I don't like to hurt women. You can't, you can't be married to more than one and find peace. I tried everything I could. It ain't working. So if you're a wise man, you leave stuff alone that you can't handle. And I can't say I'm the best handler of that kind of life. But my children, they stand up for me. They, they, My children know I'm not a dirty man. And those of my children that were produced from those women, they can tell you what I've done to make them all a family. The only one. And that's why you all should pay honor and respect to Mother Khadija. That's why every time you see her, thank her for being to me a believing friend. Don't think she likes that. What woman would? Well, there's a lot of women that agree with that. Yeah, you're the second one. Not you ain't the first. But the first don't agree with that a damn bit. But if you want to get in the in the the family, you say, oh that's, that's nice. Until the third one comes. Sisters, don't let men play you while I'm gone. Don't let none of these men tell you they're justified in having more than one wife. When you haven't done nothing with the woman that you got. So, when America's pulled into the war, they're coming for me because they can't leave me out here preaching to black people when they want to use your bodies. Here you can't even get to Senate 
to uphold democracy when you are learning how to use your vote but they're playing us oh we got a black woman now as Supreme Court Justice see what they nominated for that we got brilliant people among us they can do that job but America don't have a future she don't have a future so if they give you a job you've got a limited job what are you saying Farrakhan that's terrible did you think that you can kill off millions of Native Americans did you think you can take a nation out of Africa and do what America has done and is continuing to do? Do you think that the Mexicans who once owned Arizona, California, New Mexico, Colorado, some parts of Utah, that's Native American and Mexican land. Do you think what America has done to the Native people, she don't have to pay for that? Do you think what she's done to us, she doesn't have to pay for that? I told America during the criterion, look, Mr. Trump, you got a place in the White House. Go in it and fall down on your knees and repent. This is what I said. I'm not talking on my own because if you don't repent, you can't get extra time. If you continue to do what you do, your time is up. The swan song is for you. So thank you for coming out to hear how long you've got to live. Thank you for coming out. Wait a minute. To hear me let you know God would not be just to allow America to escape for what America has done. Not only to us and to the Mexicans and to the Indians, but to people around the world. Putin, Putin, Putin. Now you out there, baby. I mean, excuse me, Mr. President, you out there. And look at what's happening. I don't know who's winning because I'm not aware but they tell me the Ukrainians are fighting back. And if the Ukrainians are fighting back, you feeling it. Otherwise, why would you call Zelensky? Call him a Nazi and others say, no, 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 he's not a Nazi, he's Jewish. Zelensky said he's not giving up. You're going to pay a price. 
and you feel strong. But look at how God take the Ukrainian people and shame you. Big bad Russia. You should never have come at them like that. So now you're feeling some heat inside your own house. But you're not going to stop. I told President Trump, I said, you're not going to repent. So God is going to have to slap you down. You remember my words? You see three black women, district attorneys, attorney generals, bringing Trump before the law. These are black women. He don't like that. Eat it and sing. Because America, the final call has been issued. For 40 years, the paper is out. And now, judgment is coming down in full. So the messenger said, Europe will be one of the worst war areas of all the world. Europe. Watch Berlin, and when you start going away, the messenger said, you go away by the tens of thousands to fight. He said, but you'll come back by the fives and tens. You can't win another war. Russia, this will be your undoing too. You see, all white power has to end. The kingdom of God has to be established. Well, good gracious, I reckon. I just broke my own record. Four hours and 30 minutes. I'm done. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for listening. Come on, brothers and sisters. He's been working nearly five hours. Let us put our hands together. Thanking Almighty God Allah, thanking the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan for this swan song message. All praise is due to Allah. Yes, sir, Brother Minister. Thank you. May Allah bless you. May Allah keep you. May Allah guide and protect you.
in the council. I have a council, 13 people. And that council is protection for him. None of us can dictate. And even though I have the right to, I don't use that kind of power. I always try to get you to do what I ask with reasoning. The council is made of intelligent men and women and you have the power to overcome resistance by the power of your truth. Remember that. The law settles all arguments. We can win. We can go through the dark hour as long as we stay together in love with our Allah who came in the person of Master Fard Muhammad, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, but you cannot deviate from me. I'm not saying that because I've been perfect in guiding you, but I've been so close to it in my obedience to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Yes, sir. And that's the greatest sacrifice that you can make is obedience to your teacher. So look at how my obedience to him has carried us 40 years, 44 years. So look at you. You really came out to hear the song of the swan. Well, I'm going up yonder. Why are you going up yonder? Because he promised me that if I went through the crucifixion, if I went, he didn't say it like that. He said, you got one more thing to do. That's what he said. But I didn't know what the one more thing is, so I did every one more thing I knew. <laughs> and I ended up at the cross. And that's the one thing that I have to go through. But guess what? I look forward to it. Did you hear what I said? Yes, sir. I look forward to spending my life for the truth that I taught all these years. And if God takes my life, I'm pleased. No, listen, listen, this is the truth. Because the nation ain't gonna die. Many of us, we can carry this thing on, can't we? Yes, sir. Because we got the blueprint, we got the man, we got the knowledge, and you got my example. Yes, but I don't believe he's going to let me die. No, I'm, I got my ticket. Paul said, I have finished my course. I have fought the good fight. My God, 
I have kept the faith. Now is laid up for me what? And I go to my father to receive it. There's 10,000 more years of knowledge in this 25,000 year cycle. He may give me much of it or some of it to bring back. If you pass the test while I'm gone, I'm telling you all the time he's been testing me. Well, hey, you got to get yours. But you can pass this test. Will you pass it? Will you ask Allah to bless you and strengthen you so you can pass it? And I will be praying for you because you have proved that you are great believers in him. But I have to beg you humbly, you can't get to him without me. He made me a door. I didn't ask him to make me no door, but I am a door and the door. So I'm going to take leave of you now. But I sure love you. Really do. Thank you. Four hours? You said almost five? Woo! Excuse me. Well, this one is about to stop singing. But I pray that God will be merciful to you. Oh, and to my Omega brothers, and you've taken the shot. I pray that Allah will lessen the effect of that shot because it was designed to harm you, your ability to reproduce yourself. But if you ask Allah to save you from what you did against yourself, call him by the name Allah who came in the person of Master Hard Muhammad. And ask him in the name of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And I do believe, even if you made that mistake, he'll save you from the mistake that you made. May Allah bless you. May Allah keep you. I greet you in peace. Assalamu alaikum. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Happy Savior's Day 2022. We're not going to leave. We're not going to move from where we are until our beloved minister, 
has exit B. Well, we got a swan song to feed on for several days. But before we say the prayer, I want to leave you with this standard that comes from the Bible by which you measure a man. If what comes out of his mouth does not come to pass, that man has spoken presumptuously. You don't have to pay him no mind. But if what comes out of his mouth comes to pass, then you know that's the man of God and that is the Lord. So he's already proven up to this point everything that's come out of his mouth. But for those of us who want to test whether he is the man of God and who he presented himself to us to be, you only need to wait a few more days. But don't wait too long because you heard from the man of the book. Now let us pray and go to, back to our places of abode, asking Allah to bless all of you that have traveled from all over the country to be here in Chicago for Savior's Day. Let us pray. Can you hold this? In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, all praise is due to Allah, the Lord of the world, the Beneficent, the Merciful, Master of the Day of Judgment in which we now live. Thee alone do we worship, in thine aid we seek. O Allah, guide us on the right path the path of those upon whom you have bestowed favors, not the path of those upon whom your wrath is brought down, nor of those who go astray after they have heard thy teachings. We thank you, O Allah, for this day. We thank you for the swan song message that has been given to us through your anointed servant, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Bless the words to find a firm resting place in our hearts. Keep us together, for we know that in our unity there is strength. We ask, O oh Allah, that you protect and guide your beloved servant, Guide and protect those who believe in you and trust in you. And as we leave here this day, we ask, O oh Allah, that you bless each and every one with safe passage as they return to their places of abode. It is to you that we give the praise and the honor and the glory. And we say together, 
آمين 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 Well, I know you're hungry. We can't feed everybody, but maybe you can take a bean pie for dessert. But we do have our uh, foodies restaurant that's across the street. The sisters have prepared from our kitchen here a meal that you can get. So pick up a meal, get your bean pie, enjoy each other's company as we continue to celebrate Savior's Day. Thank you very much.